Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Recorded live. Hoaxbusters call. Join the discussion by dialing 724-4744. Call ID 90337. Yeah! Yeah! Good. All right. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's time to replace that cable. I know that. Wow, that was bad. Uh, yeah, I got another cable. I'll have to try that out. That was bad. Bad. Um, yeah, my name's Chris from Oklahoma. It's Monday night. It's March 6th. It's 2017. Uh, this is Hoaxbusters Call, and it's Monday night. And yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, yeah, I'm running late, and it is because I'm scatterbrained, and then I I lose all track of time if I'm not really paying attention, and sometimes I'm not paying attention, and sometimes I am paying attention, but now I'm paying attention, and now we're doing the call, and now it's all, it's all operational and running, it appears, I don't know, yeah, I guess, I don't know if anybody, yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all can hear me, yeah, 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 all right, all right. Uh, Ard Fart Cologne 99 is here. Dire Defender is here. Kilita Brigante is here. Muhammad Code is here. Map Chick is here. Not So Freemason is here. Original Larry 77 is here. Papa Cat is here. Rich Rich Stroy is here. Psygirl is here. <coughs> Pardon me. And uh, Rich Destroy. Uh, Psygirl, Talk Shoe Monitor, and the Nova Scotian. Good. And, uh, what is going on? What is going on? What exactly is going on? What's really going on? Uh, wow, wow. I don't know. Well, I tell you, I don't know. I got some postings on the hoaxbusterscall.com. But first, before we go completely... Off the rails and into the freaking ionosphere and everywhere else. I'll give a quote. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, Scoodoop-doop. Um, shortly the public will be unable to reason or think for themselves. They'll only be able to parrot the information they've been given on the previous night's news. 
And I'm sure you're probably already familiar with that quote, and that's from Zbigniew Brzezinski. If you're a frequenter to the hoaxbusterscall.com blog, I recently put a post up there with his daughter on, is it MSNBC and NCIA, one of those. And she essentially said something to the effect, I think it was in response to Donald J. Trump. And I guess in the context, he was doing something he wasn't supposed to do. And Mika Brzezinski, the daughter of the man I just quoted, said something to the effect that, oh, he's trying to tell the American public what to think about a certain issue. I guess by way of Twitter or something, I don't know. Trump likes the likes the Twitters, and, and he does that a lot. So I guess it's irritating to the media, so he's going directly to the uh, to the people through the Twitters. And... Uh, Oh, I mean, for the record, I think that you know the presidency is in is is essentially theater. Sometimes it's good theater. I don't know; it's entertaining. But anyway, uh, she made the statement to the effect that no, that's our job to tell people what to think, not not Donald Trump. That's a, that's our no. She said something to the effect that's our jo- our job is to te- is to tell the Americans exactly what to think. That's what she said. It's like, oh, okay, Mika. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Um, that, that has been your job. And then, you know, I guess that's being contested now. It's like there, uh, it seems like there's been some kind of an upset or a shift in that position for the mainstream media. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if I really, uh, think that that's necessarily the case. Cause I think the alternative quote unquote media is, is shaping up to be, well, not shaping up to be. I, 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 I've always held the opinion like the the mainstream quote alternative uh, is sort of a uh, well, it's distinctly different in a lot of ways. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I believe that there is this symbiotic relationship between the alternative and the mainstream, and it's sort of a under or ongoing dialectic that's happening between the two on an ongoing basis but um yeah well one thing i I pointed out and last call the subject matter i was dealing primarily with the whole identity politics thing and as it relates to uh all the idea that you can be a guy and then identify as a gal or vice versa and then it, it everybody sort of defers to that. And instead of the alternative media being the quote-unquote alternative media, they defer to it too. It's like, oh, I, I, here's something that I've noticed is with all this, is that if you have an individual, like, for instance, like uh, the, this character known as Bradley Manning that was in the Army, and then he... I call him he because he was born a guy and he's got he's got all the he's outfitted with the male genitalia and all that. So he's not he's not a female. 
in spite of the fact that he's putting on a wig and makeup that doesn't a wig and a makeup does not a female make and wishing yourself to be female doesn't make it so there's sort of this uh aggravating thing called you know physical reality you know you can imagine yourself to be a uh hey greg 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 passmore was saying that he was going through a I, I, I haven't got an update on that, but he was transitioning to, like, a, a seagull or something like that. He, he was identifying as a, he, he, you know, he, he lives in Florida. He's kind of at the beach, and he sees the seagulls, and he's, man, I, I, I like their freedom. I like their style. I, I want to be a seagull, too. I don't know what where he's at on his transitional phase or whatever. I think he was, had had to go to a clinic or something where they hand-feed him mackerel or something like that i don't know where it where it went from there but anyway uh well yeah this just this idea you can imagine yourself to be something and it makes it so and everybody's got to everybody is required to defer to it and and so does the alt media they defer to it too like the bradley manning is not bradley manning is chelsea and it, and and he, it's not he anymore it's her but the interesting thing about it if you pay attention to it and like any, anything I've ever heard as far as in the way of a report or something like where they're discussing it. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm specifically referring to the alt media. It's that they never flub it up. It's always from, from, there was like a certain point on where Bradley Manning was a, he, and then he announced his quote unquote transition. <laughs> and then, like even though like everybody in the alt media, without I don't I, I, I don't recall ever hearing an, an exception to that. Like anybody mess up and call him a him, it was like from that point on, it's like he was a she, and everybody said she in unison. It was like it's, it's very odd. So no, the alternative media is an extension of the mainstream media. It's like no, everybody's on board, and now he's he can be a she and she can be a he. And everybody just goes along with it and says, oh, that's true. It's like biology be damned. I mean, like, you know, it's just this, this is the way it is now. You can do that. And uh, so I, I don't know. This is not a subject that I, I really take lightly because I think it's important on, a, on, on multiple fronts. It's not so much that there's these uh, this, this small percentage of the population is has this uh, identity thing that they're hung up on and uh it's not it's, it's really not about that and uh it, it's it you know so so i'm here criticizing the idea so then i i'm i'm sure that people can happen along this podcast and then they can or these audios or phone call or whatever you want to call it, and then and then immediately because they're preconditioned to they'll draw the conclusion that oh here's a guy who hates uh transgenders and it's like, no, I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't hate alcoholics. I don't hate gambling addicts. I don't hate porn addicts. I don't hate. I don't hate people for any kind of uh, ill. Ill. Uh, it's it's just not. It's well. It's not beneficial behavior. I don't think the the quote unquote gay lifestyle is uh, it. It's demonstrably bad for people to be, quote-unquote, gay, as in being into the whole community, so-called, and all that, and the scene. Oh, you know, where they get butt cancer and 
anal fissures, anal anal leakage, all that stuff. I, I don't think that's conducive to to health. Uh, I'll just put it that way. And I've uh, and somebody on the on my Facebook, which I don't go on a lot. I kind of I I, I kind of like uh, pace myself as far as the social media goes. So I have limited kind of time on Facebook. I just you know I I, I just concentrate on maintaining the blog and the doing the calls and all that. But somebody posted an article, and uh, might have been Peter Fugel saying maybe. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, anyway, about that, yeah, about the problems with all that. It's like, well, yeah, it's not really compassionate to encourage people in behavior that's demonstrably bad for them, you know? It's like, yeah, all kinds of fallout from certain behaviors. It's just like, yeah, encouraging somebody to continue on in their alcoholism. It's like, yeah, we can't really define you as having a a mental hang-up or anything like that because we don't want you to feel bad. So, therefore, we're going to sanction and encourage, you know, alcoholism. It's like, well, why not? Well, I mean, something falls into the realm of uh, sexual behavior, and it's like, for some reason, you can't define anything anymore as deviancy. But, see, that's arbitrary. It's obviously arbitrary. And uh, it is is to serve an agenda, obviously. It's not... It's not if you think for a for one second, for one millisecond that this has anything to do with protecting a certain class of class of people's feelings, you are seriously deluded. You are seriously out of it. You are so far removed from reality. You need to check yourself. That is not what's going on. This is not all of a sudden, you know, that the 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 so-called powers that be there they they all collectively and 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 subsequently all everybody in the mainstream media of course follows suit everybody in hollywood follows suit they're all on the same talking points they're all on the same page they're all saying the same thing they all agree why? It's like n- nobody is really a counter voice that says, hey, wait a minute, I I knew that guy as a dude, and you're saying that he's a chick, and then all he did was put on makeup and a wig. That's not, I, I don't agree. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's allowed to say that. It's just all suddenly, collectively, everybody's of the same mind and saying, really? Come on, give me a break. But the whole posi- the way they position it is oh it's tall it's about tolerance and it's about respecting people's right to self identify as whatever they want and it's like oh whatever they want so uh, I I I I made reference to the fact that I was gonna you know where I was I had self identified as uh, Kevin Durant on the last call and uh, I I know there's probably some controversy around that you know I mean. I'm sure there's probably people out there that's going to misrepresent me and say, no, you're actually LeBron James. And it's like, no, I've always said from the beginning I'm Kevin Durant. I mean, I'm sure. I'm just, I can already hear the arguments, you know. And I'm just going to let you know ahead of time, you, you're really running the risk, or running a big risk here. And I think this is, the, is something that in our culture in 2017 is something that is like the highest moral imperative 
that we all need to be concerned with above anything else. And that's like, okay, you're going to hurt my fucking feelings and I'm going to be upset. We don't want to hurt somebody's feelings because that's going to, we just don't do this. This is 2017. Really? I mean, that's what it's about. Hurting people's feelings. Give me a break. Come on. Get out of here with that. That's just get out of here. Uh, just so absurd. Absolutely absurd. And uh, and if you think it's going to stop there, just wait. It, it doesn't stop there. It's like you, you you've you've it, you've turned the corner. You've went over a certain threshold. You're 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 in. We're in. We're entering a new realm. Or you thought it was bad before. This is this. I think this 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 is a a sort of hallmark. I think with the advent of Bruce Jenner, the athlete now identifying as a woman, he puts on a wig and a dress. Hey, everybody, I'm a woman, and it's like oh. And then with just like I was saying, everybody in the alt media and everybody is like all in unison. It's it's she and she this and she that. No, it's it's a, it's a freaking dude in a dress. It's not she. Do you even do you know a difference between male and female? And I ask you. I mean, do you know? Is there any? And then you actually have lunatics who will go out and say there is no biological difference. It's like, yeah, okay, you're an absolute lunatic. And it was on some panel, and there was like a discussion about, like, uh, as if there is some kind of debate about this whole subject. This this is this is so far down the road we've gone with this. It's just. And there was this professor, and he was like, he, his position was that, oh, I'm against uh, passing laws about all these pronouns that are going to, uh, you know, people are going to be required to memorize these. And then one guy says, oh, it's no problem. Just keep it in your phone and just dial it up if you're confused. It's like, what? It's, yeah, this is just abs- This is beyond absurd is what the, the professor was trying to say. Um, so when the when the guy the the counter the advocate of you know all these different you know forty seven what is it Heinz no, Heinz fifty seven flavors of gender or whatever thirty two Baskin Robbins thirty two whatever is of gender the bat, bat what is it the Baskin Robbins theory of gender or whatever the guy's pushing is thirty two gender no it's even more than that or whatever it's like and then you got to it's incumbent on you to 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 have those at hand so you can and then they change at whim too because people can they're fluid and they can it's like come get out of here it's like you're you're an absolute fucking lunatic that's what the professor should have said that's that's the only kind of and yeah just you know just display full contempt for the for the guy that's saying there's no difference between gen it's like no they're you're an absolute fool you're a fool you're an idiot that's the appropriate response is no, you're just out of you're out of your ever loving mind. But no, he's like, you know, it's just, yeah, it goes unchallenged. And I think it's important because it's it's just goes unchallenged. And even in the alt media, it's like she brought uh, Chelsea or yeah, Chelsea Manning did blah, blah, blah and did blah, blah, blah. No, it's it's a it's not she it's a dude in a dress. Come on. Okay, yeah, I've 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 kind of I've kind of beaten that point to death, but uh I I I think it's important that we uh well, it's it's, it's like this. It's like I think this is a result of a long progression of this is not this is not something that came upon us out of the blue. 
this is something that we've been worked into and shaped and molded over the day, last decade, several decades. And I think a component of it is that, and I think something that's unique to the modern day climate that is something that wasn't uh, characteristic of past times. And I say past times, I mean relatively recently, eh, two or, last two or three decades, is that uh, from my observation, I think this, this holds true, I don't think many people will argue, is that, argue this point, is that uh, in generally speaking, I know there's exceptions. I know there's a lot of people listening to this call that are, are exceptions to this general rule that is established is that the wife in the relationship runs the show. She calls the shots. She handles the finances and she makes the important decisions. She runs the show, you know, in the household. And that has been established, I think, mainly by way of the artificial construct of the courts and the way the laws have been set up and the man goes through a divorce, he gets absolutely skinned alive, and everything goes over to the women. So it's, in our culture and in society, it's like money is pretty much the central core tenet of our of our belief system, our religion, our, our one true religion that it is, uh, takes primacy over everything else is that of money. And when you have an arrangement set up to where... Um, uh, yeah, if I'm tired of your shit, I'm going to divorce you and take everything you got and the kids too. And she knows that's true. That's that's a great deal of power that's placed in the hands of women. So when you hear this women's rights clap trap and all that, they never look at that stuff. You know, it's like yeah, the, it's like obviously weighted toward giving women the power in the society. Yeah, so it's obviously the case, and and, and clearly, in a lot of cases, it's totally gone to their heads. But how does this relate to what I'm talking about with transgenderism and all that? Well, listen to the arguments and listen to look at the way it's communicated to people. It's through emotionalism, emotional appeals. And I I don't think that's really contestable that uh, generally speaking, women are more more susceptible to that type of propaganda, that type of uh, manipulation. I, I don't think there's any dispute about that. Uh so, yeah, those that groundwork had to be laid, which it clearly is already – that's a done deal. Women <laughs> run shit, period. And uh, which is uh, – you would know it from listening to the uh, left-wing propaganda about, oh, women are subject. And so when you have that situation set up, then you can start laying down the heavy, thick propaganda – and there won't be much opposition to it from reason and logic and just pointing out the obvious, like, you know, physical reality, biology. This doesn't enter into the debate. It's about how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? All this poor transgender boy in the school, he had to use the male... He had to use the the male bathroom because he was born a boy. 
and see how he's being oppressed, see how his feelings are hurt. See how it's really to see how his feelings are. It hurts his feeling or her feelings or his feeling or her. What did I say originally? A transgendered, a transgendered. Boy, yeah, boy that transgendered over into a girl. Is that the correct way to say it? You say or do you say transgendered girl? Uh, It's very confusing. And then when you listen to the the talking heads that are advocating it, they sound very confused as well. Uh, One example was, oh, we have a... This is the first time in history. This is is very uh, noteworthy. Everybody on the Twitter sphere, retweet this, this, this... this transgendered woman is running for Senate. And then it's like, and then some guy asked him, it's like, so how is it significant if it's a woman running for a Senate seat? Because we've already had that happen for Actually, it's happened a lot. So what, what, are you, what are you saying? Well, it's the first transgendered woman. It's like, okay, wait a minute. I thought your position was that uh, this is the actual woman you're talking about. So now you're you're putting these qualifiers on it it's like what what do you mean well it's it's a trans woman and it's also just a woman too okay so it's no you're making a distinction and then and then based on that distinction you're making it into something that is that you say is noteworthy but by your own definition and standard, it wouldn't be noteworthy if what you said is true. But obviously what you're saying is not true because you're saying it's noteworthy, which it wouldn't be noteworthy. If it's a woman running for Senate, it's happened multiple times is the point. Well, it's all about how this was on a Twitter exchange and, it, and his response. Well, it's all about how transgenders have been treated like trash. So again, it's like back. Oh, how it feel? How it makes them feel? How it makes them feel? And then now they need to be celebrated. It's like why? Why you celebrate something that's not uncommon? Okay, you're a woman now. You used to be a man, but now you're a woman, and then you're running for senate. It's like you're not a trans woman. Oh, you're a trans woman. So there's a distinction between an actual woman and a trans woman. See, they get all flustered and confused and ridiculous when you point this stuff out. So that's because it has no actual bearing in reality. It's all fantasy thinking and and bullshit but uh but see that's that's why i think it's uh sort of uh alarming and and disconcerting and uh uh yeah i think it's troubling very troubling but not to continue on that subject because i know that i've already kind of went over that last call but i wanted to go into this john sent me an email and he put some links in here which is something else on the scene that I think is also relevant to this whole discussion. And it's about people who feel like they need to be uh, disabled, like crippled, like they need to have limbs cut off 
to make them feel whole and satisfied as a as an individual that's their individual identity they identify as disabled like uh so they'll go to the doctor and uh request that the doctor like take off a leg or take off an arm i haven't heard of any like head removal requests i see the brain removal request that's be superfluous so that doesn't happen um that that is another thing and uh that's being debated like oh what how do we need now to view this in our new postmodernist world where pretty much everything goes but at the same time none of this matters on the other hand, it is the most important thing going. Like the uh, transgendered position of the people who promote it is that there are no differences between male and female. But the most important thing in the world that everybody needs to completely acquiesce and remold our whole structure relabel our bathrooms and do all this other stuff so that a dude can go in the female restroom if they identify as a female or the in the case of one where it was a, a dude that oh i'm i'm transgendered now uh i want to go into the female locker room it's like okay well i guess we'll let you if you're female now um, and then the parents got upset about it. Well, I think what triggered the upsetness it was that, like, you know, you have a high school teenage girls. They're not comfortable with a dude coming into the locker room in spite of the fact that this dude is identified as a female. And I think the important takeaway is that it, it affected their feelings. They felt icky about it and weird about it. And so it's like they go and tell mom, and since mom is the head of the household, she says, "Oh, this is this. My daughter is distressed." So the the daughter takes primacy over some strange kid over at the school that's a dude with a wig. And uh, so in that case, feelings triumphed over the situation of the day. See, we so we, we've. And why I'm pointing that out is like we've already abandoned logic. Logic is way back there. It's way down the road. We've lost it. It's somewhere. We're not going to go back and get it. We don't need it anymore. So when when something comes about and there's opposition to it, it has to evoke emotion in people. They have to respond emotionally. And uh, so that in that case, that's what happened. You know, but see this, it takes time. So they need, you know, they're working, Hollywood's working on it. They're working on all this. We got to get more transgenders and transsexuals into comedies and dramas and uh, tearjerker movies. So we can just continue this process to where the dude can walk into the uh, women's locker room and then everybody just accepts it because, yeah, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And uh, that's the way it'll be. 
that's the way it'll be. It, it takes time, but it's, we'll get there. Um, yeah, because we, we, we abandon logic. You no longer have to actually be a male to be a male. You can just wish yourself into being a male, and you can just be a male. Vice versa. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. So here is media and psych industry creating desire. And the first link is from New York Magazine. Uh, what it's like to crave amputation. I have an unexplainable desire to do something that most people would dread. Uh, ah, let's read this. 2004, Dr. Michael First, a professor of psychiatry at Columbia University, coined the term body integrity disorder, or BIID, to describe a per per perplexing condition he'd heard about via documentary producer. People with perfectly healthy limbs were expressing an intense desire to have them removed. Rather than a coherent psychological disorder, BIID is better off thought of as a cluster of conditions united by a strong sense in a sufferer that a limb, usually a leg, shouldn't be attached to their body. A sensation of not fitting, quote-unquote, one's body akin to gender dysphoria. For some, it takes on a sexual cast. They become intensely aroused when they imagine themselves as an amputee. This is known as ap aptum Apotomophilia, okay, I think that's right. A condition named by Dr. John Money in the 70s. For others, it's all about identity. They want to be an amputee because they want to be part of that community. And then there are those for whom the limb doesn't feel like part of their body. Practitioners regarded as a neurological disorder call this strand xenomelia. BIID is a challenging condition to research, so it remains little understood or reported outside of sensational tabloid stories or law and order plots. As Dr. First noted in an interview, one, me one method that might shed light on the origins of BIID could involve exposing kids to, to amputees in early youth and then f follow up. Yeah, maybe like pirate movies and shit where they got like a peg leg. And then following up to see whether this increases the odds of them developing this disorder. But this is obviously an ethical car crash. However, his research with 53 patients who have the disorder have revealed some trends. It's usually the left leg that people want removed. Yeah, that's usually the pirate leg that's gone, right? They have a, like a wooden peg. Uh, it often presents in early childhood and suffer, sufferers are most likely to be white and male. Yep, pirates. And it's almost always kept secret, even from the close relatives, because most people simply can't emphasize with the desire to be an amputee uh no a uh, shocked response to a childhood confession often leads one to go silent for the rest of their life see now it's what it the paint the picture it's painting here it's that it, it's society's lack of you know open-mindedness toward this thing that's causing this distress in people where it's like hey you know mom i i just wish i can get my my left leg chopped off like below the knee they're saying and and then the uh 
mother doesn't like the idea, so it's like it, it's it's so by her not liking the idea of her, her son getting his leg chopped off, going to the doctor and having it chopped off for no reason, uh, that causes distress, and the distress that it causes in the child is the problem. Okay, I guess that's that seems what's to be developing here in this article. Anyway, a 70-year-old man from California talks about living seven decades with what he described as xenomelia. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm retired. I'm self-employed construction worker my whole life. I'm married to my second wife, and we have a large blended family, two grandchildren who live with us. I'm a big guy, about six foot three, fairly muscular, and I've always been very strong. My biggest problem is a complete secret. I have an unexplainable desire to do something that most people would dread. I want to have my left leg amputated just above the knee. I strongly feel that my left leg just shouldn't be on my body. I've thought about it obsessively every single day of my life. Literally, your whole life. Uh, it's been there, but it's got much worse when I was going through a divorce in my late 20s. I first met my wife when I was a teenager, and we had a child before I turned 19. Married with a baby, that's a lot of responsibility for a teenager. Uh, it was a big weight to carry. I was only making $1.50 an hour. We built a house, and I started my own construction business when I was 23. I put all my energy into my income and kept up. My income kept doubling off and traveled for work, and sometimes I was gone for five days at a time, and when she started fooling around on me, I don't think it was because I was a workaholic. I think it was my absence just presented an opportunity. She didn't think that we were having enough fun, that I was trying to build a business so we can have a nice future. I divorced her, I divorced her and was single for nearly five years before I met my current wife. Does anybody know about it? I told my wife, but if anybody else knows, who knows me found out, it would be devastating. Nobody understands it, and a lot of people depend on me and think I'm perfect. Can you describe the precise thoughts? It's a strong feeling that I should have been born without my left leg. If I make eye contact with it, I'm not fully concentrating on something else. I obsessively think this leg shouldn't be there. And it's very disturbing because I know that it's not normal. Oh, you know it's not normal. Well, maybe they can help you think that it's normal. Uh, it's like my brain perceives my body without a left leg. I can be talking to someone and suddenly unable to focus on what they're saying because I'm thinking about my leg. And wishing it wasn't there. It's an overwhelming urge. I might be dozing on a recliner, and I get this weird feeling around my knee that that's where it needs to be off. The busier I am, the more I can I can control it. But if I get stressed, the thoughts intensify. Uh, do you remember when it began? When I was about five or six, I was in downtown L.A., and since I just, after the war, there was a lot of amputees around. I vividly remember seeing a man get off the streetcar. He had a peg leg, and I thought, I wish that were me. There you go. Didn't I call it or what? Well, it's not necessarily a pirate, but peg leg. Uh, later, I began to tuck my foot right behind my bottom when I was in bed at night. Little kids are very flexible. I then placed the covers down over my knee, so it looked like there was nothing there. Over the years, I developed a bit of a non-sexual peg leg fetish. I remember around 10 years old being my grandfather in a construction job, and I made myself one. I told him that it was for a Halloween costume. But it was nowhere near October, nor did I think that it was anyone else in the world who had these thoughts. I didn't think about removing it. Uh, did you ever see an amputation up close? When I was a kid, a relative got his hand stuck in a machine and he got some of his fingers cut off. I recall visiting him and they were playing cards with other people that I met through rehab. I shouldn't even remember any of this except for the other guy had lost his left leg. He was sitting in a chair wearing a pair of jeans and his leg was off above where they cut off the jeans so there was some, so that the cuff was empty. It stuck in my mind. It was around the same time I saw a guy with a peg leg. Later, a close male relative who was in a race car driver got in a bad accident and ended up having his leg amputated. Uh, were you jealous? No, I was really young. Well, you know, actually, uh, I'm not too sure that I wasn't. He didn't like the fact that he didn't have a leg, but I would have relished it. 
Does it accompany any sexual desires? Uh, it's not sexual. I don't get off thinking about myself without a leg. The only sexual connection I can think about is that I've wondered what it would be like having sex with that leg missing. Uh, does the thought excite you? No, actually, there is n- there's one way that sex is involved. I have these early morning episodes, almost panic attacks. And one of the things that relieves them for me is to roll over to my wife and I do a little hugging and kissing and maybe make love. It's one of those only times where I'm relieved of the thought. It goes on and on and on and on. Uh, I modified a dump truck and I was going to stick my leg in the bed hinge and let the bed down. The fear of bleeding to death is the only thing that stopped me. I wasn't scared of the pain. I just didn't want to die. I'm not that unhappy a person. Well, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that is, is that a disorder, a mental disorder? You want a leg removed. You want a leg removed. Um, well, I'm not a doctor, so I guess I can't say, right? Um, that is interesting. But apparently there are people that do fetishize and sexualize that. And there's a whole sort of categorization of pornography that goes into amputee stuff, sexual stuff. So there is out there a component of it that's uh, sexualized and all that and fetishized. And, uh, yeah, it's very uh, obviously indicative of some kind of a mental hang-up. That's uh, out of order. It's a disorder. Uh, but is it so? I mean, do we do we got to redefine everything so that this can now be seen as normal? Well, I post this into the chat, and y'all could take a look at these links and articles for yourself. And it's on TV shows now. It's on these different articles. It is being put out there as something that people need to start paying attention to. And it is also goes along with this uh, transgender thing. It's like people wanting to get their legs chopped off. For some reason, it's only, like, according to that article, it's fairly regulated to white dudes, and it's like the left leg. I, why, why, what is the hell is going on with that? I, I, I don't, really, is that true? I, I don't know. That's, that is uh, profoundly disturbing and odd. But apparently that goes on. Ah, what about it? Okay. But I think that, um, It is a a way to completely dismantle anybody's notion of what would be characterized as normal. Even your body itself, you know, the very body that you inhabit is up for question. Like, it's... And we, we have already established through repetition and psychic driving and oft-repeated phrases and assurances that it's science has established that we are nothing more than animals that evolved out of primordial soup. 
Uh, we're not designed by a creator or a designer. We're all just the result of just happenstance coincidences. So there's nothing particular about your body that's advantageous. It's all just some random slopping together of different chemical components and molecules and whatnot. So, um, yeah, if you want to get your leg chopped off or you want to get your hand chopped off or whatever... The doctors need to start doing that for patients, and it needs to be normalized and destigmatized and uh, accepted. So, yeah, it logically follows, I guess, if you're a Darwinist. Like, eh, yeah, why not? You know, like your arguments that you use to establish Darwinism are along that lines. Like, yeah, why do you have your trachea and your... Uh, esophagus there into one unit and uh that's indicative of bad design because like sometimes people strangle on their food so that's that's not a creator that's a bad design decision if it was a creator so obviously evolution did it by just piecemeal happenstance billions of years ago something that we can't substantiate or prove with any evidence we can just declare it so and repeat it until everybody believes it it's like, well, okay, goofball, how would you redesign the throat? How would you redesign all that? You have two tubes instead of one? What do you, what, so what does the other tube breathe out of? So you have two mouths instead of you have two mouths. Like, uh, I don't think any Darwinist needs an extra mouth. Uh, so, yeah, you can't sing or talk because you're... No longer does your air passages have anything to do with your vocal cords because the two things are separated now to keep it away from your food that goes into your stomach. Uh, so is one passage like your nasal passages only for air then? Is that what you're saying? So that we have the air, your lungs fed by your nose only? And then you get a sinus affection, and then you're in a lot of trouble, aren't you? Or how is this all supposed to work, Mr. Darwinist? Well, see, the thing about Darwinism and evolution theory is, like, you don't have to explain any of that. You can just throw it out there, and it, it can go un, it, you can go unparsed and unexamined, and then people will glom onto it and repeat it. And then for the unthinking person, the uncritically thinking person, it, it's an effective argument because they're, they're not, they don't think anything through. And we live in a society and culture where people just absolutely freaking refuse to think anything through. So it's like that's the only reason why such an absurdist argument is effective. And it's like as, you know, we prog progress, quote unquote, and then, you know, the, a Darwinist, you know, that that particular argument I broke I, I broke down for you would be like far too involved and complicated. And then they can make the argument like, why do they put their your feet so close to the ground and then your ankle can get in a gopher hole and get broke. That's stupid for a creator to do that. And then you get broke ankle because it falls in the gopher hole. That'll be the argument. So it's like, yeah, we. the only reason why these preposterous discussions and arguments are able to exist out there all over the place is that you have an you have a a nation or a group of people or just maybe generally in civilization of of people who are unable to challenge anything that they're presented with because they've completely abandoned critical thought analysis they don't even know what you're talking about like if you bring up oh well, you know there's some kind of established rules of logic and and reason out there that you know people who are 
uh, want to be conversant and want to discuss things or maybe debate things, there's like, you know, some notable, oh, sort of set of standards, you know, that like are sort of agreed upon. It's not, it's not anything codified into any particular law, but they do make sense. Um, do you have any familiarity with those? It's like, no, all I know is you're an idiot because you're saying something that, that, uh, that is established science is wrong and, Everybody knows that if there's a consensus on science, that magically makes it true by default. It's like, well, no, that's what you call an appeal to consensus, and that's because what you're saying, if you're, okay, let's let's take that and let's say, well, that's the case. You know, if you get enough people in agreement on something, that makes that thing true. It's like, well, so how many people do you need to have believe in... Uh, I don't know, Mormonism, for it to then be true. It's like, no, 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 that's religion and that's not true. It's like, well, you just got through establishing that if enough people believe something that it, it is by default true. And you see, it's obviously not. So it's like, um, no, nah, you know, it's like that's uh, agreed upon that this is a logical, that's what's known as a logical fallacy and that's not valid. It's not a valid argument. You know, it's going to say, all these scientists believe in it, global warming, so it's true. It's like, no, it's not not because a lot of people believe in it. It doesn't make it true. Well, they're experts, and it's like, so you got to believe what they say. And it's like, well, then you got to establish how, how it came about that you have this group of individuals that are um, so distinct from every other group and organization that exists that they're somehow above and beyond, you know, corruptive influences that affect every other human being on the planet. How, how does that get established? Please establish that. Please provide evidence. Please make your case based on evidence, because since you're, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to figure out stuff based on actual evidence, not just conjecture. I mean, just assertions that things are true. And uh, that, that's 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 the objective, right? So you don't want to just assert something without having anything to back it up. But see, we don't do that. We don't have that as a requirement among you know, debate or discourse, you know, it's like, you know, we, we go with the presumption that the Western scientific establishment is, is only primarily concerned with the pure unsullied pursuit of knowledge and truth. And then we work from that unfounded premise. We don't ever go back and examine it and ask what establishes it. We don't go and criticize the peer review process and then point out that people are involved in peer review saying that it doesn't really mean anything in their own papers that discuss peer review and that you can't – we're not applying the scientific method to the very scientific method itself or peer review. So that – but no, we don't – we don't bring that into the discussion of quote-unquote science. We just go with logical fallacies. And logical fallacies are very, very common. They, the logical fallacy goes like this. Well, we have a consensus of scientists that believe global warming. And it's like, well, what are you exactly are you saying? Well, you're not, you're not making a case, a good case, or pre presenting an argument. You're just stating something that carries weight because, again, like I said, people are totally unfamiliar with essential rules of rhetoric, logic, and stuff like that. And they don't really care. You know, it's not the thing. It's like, how does Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bill Nye make you feel? Do they make you feel smart, make you feel like you know in the know? Well, that's all you need to know, you know? Uh, no caller enters, and I'm getting on the hour. 
somebody, if you would like to call in, please call in. Um, I am going to play this bumper, and then I'm going to play, oh, an audio selection, maybe. Can I do that? Do I have the, do I have this available? Yeah, I do. I'll play something from uh, John Adams' recommended listening list. It's at hoaxbustercall.com on the right side panel. Some really good song songs and song lists. And I'll play you a sample of that while I take a restroom break. First, I want to play this, and then we'll go to the restroom break, and then we'll take caller enters. Hopefully, when I come back, there'll be caller enters on holding. You are listening to the Hoax Pastors Call. To join in, call 724-444-7444. Call ID That's uh, Joaquin Murphy, anything but love, live, live. Uh, well, not literally live, but you get the drift. 
That was, uh, yeah, off the recommended listening list at hoaxbusterscall.com on the right side panel. It's John, Ac- John Adams' recommended listening. Um, let's go to the chat slash caller inner winder. And then, do we got caller inners? What's happening? What is going on? No, no. No, nobody's calling in. Uh, have your legs amputated. Get work with Kraft International. <laughs> uh, yeah. As an amputee actor. For the upcoming, uh, yeah, whatever psychological operation they got in the hopper. Da, 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 da. Yeah, what happened to psychological operations? We got... Are we on hiatus for a bit? Let's see, we haven't had any truck attacks, any bombings, any mass shootings, and... Wow, almost going on a month? Really? Interesting. What happened? What happened? What's going on? Oh, we got Mason... Dude. Hey, what's going on, Chris? You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, you 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 had some... Yeah, thanks for the donation, dude. You had some sound samples. I had that up in my notes. So I was going to play those for you. <laughs> like oh, what? yeah, my request. Yeah, I'd take a... I'd take a... You're on the air and uh, a go-ahead... No agenda style. Okay. You're on the air. Go ahead. There we go. Go ahead. Maybe a deducing. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me how the cow ate the cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh. Yeah, that last one is kind of a a catch-all. So yeah, that that that's a that's a deducing. Um. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, I don't want to co-op the idea from no agenda show but uh oh we can do it we can do it once a once off um now didn't you actually get one of those uh clips from them pretty sure i heard you say something once about uh one of those alex jones clips you actually took from from the no agenda show yeah i did i did give them credit for it uh, they don't like oh, yeah. it when people play stuff. They don't give them credit. But um, yeah, I don't use that one anymore. It was the I don't even have it in my list anymore. It was the it, it, Alex Jones screaming. Uh, it's real. It's real. That was a good one. Yeah. I, I classic. Had, had a, yeah, it's classic. I like that one. Yeah, but uh, I want to I want to clip uh, probably Adam Curry himself, like when he says something I'm gonna I wanna clip it and have a couple of sound effects of Adam Curry. I think that would be funny. Yeah. Yeah the sound yeah. effects guy a sound effect of the sound effects guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah what, yeah what do you think about them uh, crossing over with uh with Jones? I that's interesting, yeah. That's funny how they kind of 
Pan Jones as the they call him the seed 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 man and mock him and then and then Curry came on Jones's program and it, it was sort of this uh, call to unity among the alternative media to band together, I guess, and in solidarity against the uh, so-called mainstream media. So it was like, oh yeah, we got to join forces, everybody, to stand against the uh, megalithic mainstream media. I don't know, it was very odd. I thought it was odd, yeah. I don't... Uh, yeah. I chalk it up to being... There's There's individuals that are most evidently uh, controlled opposition types. Now, to what degree, I don't know, and I don't know the mechanism of all that, inner workings of all that, but, uh, you know, Adam Curry admitting to his uncle being CIA, uh, Jones admitting that his family is uh, prominent, Freemasons and all that. I think he's since admitted to all that, but he's saying, oh, it's good Freemasons. And, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, come on. I think it's a, a good case can be made. And then, you know, if you kind of, uh, from my perspective, it's it's what for me is the is the giveaway. And I think it was when I, 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 I became aware of this. I was around the time of 9-11, actually. I started, you know, really suspicious of Jones, and I was kind of, there was nobody else really to listen to that was talking about anything. I mean, with a couple of exceptions, of course, that I was aware of at the time. But, yeah, you know, so I kind of listened to them without, for lack of anything else to listen to. But for a long time, I was always, I, I really took issue with his the whole take on the Americanism and the revolution and all that. And, yeah, I mean, he would even point out that oh, the French Revolution was Masonic and uh, staged, and uh, but the American Revolution was like righteous and pure. And it's like, ah, really? I mean, I don't know. It certainly looks, yeah, there's a lot of parallels between the two, French and American Revolution. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Always had had my doubts about all the fairy stories and stuff surrounding the. Yeah, the powder wig man and all that. I, I I don't really buy into all of it. I don't. I, I think it's uh Yeah, legends and tales and mythology and then that it's it's sort of this common narrative we're all supposed to share that gives us our common identity as Americans and it's like yeah, the cherry tree horseshit and all that. It's like that's that's just fiction. And who were these people yeah. anyway? Like, what do they come off a spaceship? What? How does it magically make laws that apply to everybody forever? Yeah, and then I got exposed to some of the anarchist material, which I don't identify as an anarchist. I just think that the logic, for instance, like Lysander Spooner or somebody, it's just like, yeah, the logic is really unassailable. You can't really knock it down with anything that's coherent. It's just that, you know, yeah, you can't contract without being cognizant of what you're getting into. That's kind of goes without saying, but it's like if you're going to say it, it's got to make sense. Yeah, if you're going to contract, it's got to be a meeting of the minds. If, you know, it's certainly what a 
con- uh, that that's kind of the essence of a contract, is it not? Absolutely. Yes. That's that that's what's kind of always uh I mean, my whole life I I've seen the absurdity of, you know, uh giving power over over to anybody, whether it's a government or or uh you know, police, what the the guy uh taking your order at the at a restaurant or whatever, you know, people just uh, bow to authority, and it's, it's always bothered me. And, you know, that's probably what that whole anarchist thing, that's kind of what probably led me to punk rock. And uh, and then later, you know, I started listening to Alex Jones, and yeah, that was, I saw the same the same flaw in it. You know, I'd, I'd pick up some good information here and there. You know, it, it kind of opened my eyes to eugenics. Uh, and, uh, but at the same time, it was all this call back to 1776, and and forefathers had it all figured out. And that's, that's BS. Uh, so yeah, when I when I came across your show, Chris, like I, I haven't found anything that matches, you know, the what I want to hear and kind of how I feel, and aren't able to express it as well as you, but. Uh, yeah, that's why I, I definitely had to donate when I got it to Oh, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. I, I, I've been following, you know, the conspiracy so-called side of things for a while. I, and, yeah, I've, I've, I put a lot of thought into stuff. I, I think that uh, is kind of where I'm coming from, where I just, like, I, I've kind of, like, got to the point where it's like, oh, well, who do you trust or who do you listen to or who do you... And what is it? What is it? What's the point of it anyway? I mean, what's the what's the takeaway? What's the what's the benefit? Of, you know, knowing this stuff, and it's like, yeah, I came to a realization that's like, yeah, there's a lot of benefit, but like, first you have to get kind of get to the core, which is like, kind of training yourself how to think, you know. And it's like, well, it's not not necessarily training yourself how to think, but being kind of. I guess getting out, getting yourself out of the way, and letting, and and letting letting just truth and common sense kind of roll your thinking you know but not that i'm saying that i'm i'm un uh just totally 100 percent dialed in on all that i'm just saying that that's kind of my objective and goal and if i can help other people kind of like uh get get straightened out on you know what? Some of this stuff. I, I think that you know that's the goal. That's it. that's what I'm tempting to do anyway. But then you know that's why I have the open calls and anybody can call in. Like they say, oh, this damn fool. He's he doesn't believe in Darwinism. What the hell is wrong with him? Like yeah, call in and set me straight. And then you know give me lay out your case. And then but the way it's going to go down is that it's not going to be like where I'm going to have somebody come on and then they go into like an uninterrupted 30 minute long mono a diatribe where, you know, where it's like, they just kind of go on and on and regurgitate the stuff that's out there and not, and not take a breath and not let you question it. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's going to be like a dialogue where we have a you know, exchange of, you know, questions and, assertions and whatever and then 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 they're going to be challenged see that's the thing it's like you know people that adopt these belief systems 
they they avoid arenas where they're going to be challenged so they can go and then just spout yeah. this stuff and not be challenged and that's that's what i'm up that's what i don't like and that's what really kind of motivates me too to get on these calls and it's like i want to engage with that i, I don't want to sit back and passively accept s- certain things you know and uh, yeah, the, the dialogue is pure you know if you compare it to a facebook uh argument you know it's it's everybody kind of you're, you're very limited in what you can say you know and what you can type and you've got to wait for the response and you've got to deal with interpretation through the text like this is the forum for discussion like beyond beyond a, a web forum or a message board or you know like This is definitely the the best place to have an open discussion about a topic. Like, you found the the spot to do it, the way to do it. Yeah, I think there's value in it. I mean, I really do. I don't, it's like, I don't know why there wouldn't be value in, uh, yeah, trying to sort things out. I mean, the stuff that we're just bombarded with. And if you live in so-called modern civilization, it, it's it's really not something that you can avoid. I mean, you can to some extent, but uh, you know, it, 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 get into these discussions too, and there'll be people that will take the position. Well, it's like I don't really pay attention to what's on the news. I don't really care, and I don't want to discuss this with you. I don't want to discuss anything of this nature. And they have a television in the house, and it's on all the time. So it's like, well. But then their position is, no, it, it has no effect on me whatsoever. So all these advertisers that are spending billions of dollars to put a, a certain vehicle in front of your face and stuff like that, their position is that, well, that's a complete waste of time and waste of money because it damn sure is not going to influence my thinking whatsoever, which is absurd. I mean, that's just absurd. Like, what what's, what's the point of television commercials if they're totally 100% ineffective and they don't affect people? Well, they obviously do, and that's why they've put so much time and effort into doing that. So, yeah, the message and stuff you're getting on the screen have have influence over people's behavior. Obviously, it's like that's not that's not up for debate. So, what about the messages that are in the program itself, and why do they call them programs? Do they affect people's behavior and thoughts and and ideas? Obviously, absolutely. Yes, absolutely <laughs> yeah. do. It's like, yeah, how can you deny that? Unless you're in deep, deep denial. But, yeah, a lot of people are. They're in just very deep denial. It's like, yeah, don't talk about this stuff with me. I don't like it. It make, Well, see, again, it's back to what I was saying originally. It's how, it, how does it make you feel? If it makes you feel uncomfortable, then there's no, there's no value in going down that road because you don't want to feel uncomfortable. You want to feel happy. It's like there's that song, happy, I'm so happy, let me get the tune. You know that song. It's like, I'm just happy. Yeah, I I think everybody knows it, whether you you have TV or radio. There's no escape in that. song makes me happy. I like happy. I like being happy. It's like, cool, I I like being happy too, but it's like... Oh, yeah, tapping your feet, snap your fingers, be happy. It's like, I like being happy, too, but it's like, I like getting serious <laughs> sometimes. I like joking around, and yeah. I like getting serious. I like to have multi thing, multiple things going on. I don't want to be, like, purely one-dimensional. 
It's like life is experiencing hardship. Life is experiencing good things. And you, and then you have this contrast between a sunny, nice day, and then, like, here in Oklahoma, we get all kinds of freaking crazy weather. It's going to be nice, and it's, it's a sunny day. It's like, man, this is freaking fantastic. I love it. It's because you appreciate it because two days prior, it was rainy and drizzly and miserable. And, you know, you get contrast. You get to take the good with the bad and stuff. It's like, it's, that's normal. You don't want to be running around happy all the time. Happy, snap my hands and clap my feet because I'm happy. Ba, 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 ba. I'm so, what is it? How's the words go? I'm so happy because happiness is the, uh, happiness is the uh, truth. I think that's all the words. I'm so happy. That's it. Yeah, happiness is the truth. Uh, hell no, it's not the truth. Happiness is not the truth. That's not the main purpose in existence is just to be happy. That's bullcrap. Yeah, it, the, yeah. There's it's, a balance. You you couldn't be happy without <laughs> without experiencing uh, lower moments. And yeah, I mean the the more the more you experience to either extreme, the more you can probably feel of the other. You know, like it kind of works that way. You, if you haven't been through anything bad, then how do you know if something's good? <laughs> Uh, like Side Girl says that uh, so when the cops beat up your neighbor, it won't matter to you, says Side Girl. It's like, yeah, because you'll be happy. Oh, I'm looking. Oh, the cops are beating the shit out of my neighbor. Oh, his teeth are flying out. Ooh, that's nasty. I don't want to look at that. Eh, I'll just close the curtains and turn turn that song back on. Oh, I'm so happy. Ba, ba, ba. It's, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, just turn your brain off to anything that makes you uncomfortable. But then you pursue the truth, and you pursue the truth, and it's like, man, nukes are fake. Man, like, what are these shootings are fake. Oh, that's such a relief. It's such a good thing to know. It's like, yeah, so in essence, like, in, in a lot of respects, happiness is the truth. Truth is happiness. Truth leads you to a, a, a place of more peace, peace of mind. So in that respect, yeah. But it's like the, to getting there is, uh, the, is the difficult part. And then you got all these people that that are eager to call you an idiot for questioning the official line, and that's that makes you irritated and not happy, doesn't it? But then, see, you you keep you keep exposing yourself to that because you just don't care. It's my my uh, pursuit of the truth is more important than my feelings. You know, my my bruised ego. I, I want to push past this. And then you get to the point where you got people throwing that at you, and you just don't care. It's like you just absolutely, I just do not care. It doesn't affect me. You can call me an idiot. You can call me a tinfoil hat. You can call me this, that. I don't care. It doesn't bother me anymore. I'm, I'm, I've totally built up uh, total immunity from that. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. It's like, yeah, I know that you're wrong. It's like you're wrong. Nukes don't exist. And like, okay, and then, and then the guy's saying, well, you need to prove that to me. And it's like, no, it's like you need to prove it to me. You're taking the affirmative position. That's the way logic and reason works. It's not, it's not that you latch on to a belief like Joseph Smith is, you know, had the tablets of gold, and that's what established Mormonism. It's like, you know, you believe that. Okay, do it over there in your deal and whatever. Don't, you know, impose it on me. But when you're imposing it on me, like when I was exposed to nuke, fake bullcrap you know through high school and stuff and it was through you know i was forced to endure it 
And then it's like I, I comes to find out later the evidence that establishing that is lacking and there's glaring issues with the footage and, you know, everything else. And then it's like, well, I start to I tend to doubt. And then it's like and then I come to the realization that, OK, this crap is fake. And it's like a boogeyman that was created to scare you and keep you in line. I don't like that. But then, you know, you have people that will come along and says, well, prove that to me that nukes don't exist. It's like, dude, I don't. I can't prove to you that the moon is not hollow and stocked with uh, bugle-mouth bass. I can't prove that. That's not true. I'm pretty sure that it's not, and I'm pretty sure this mega super weapon that can one bomb can blow up a city is doesn't exist. And why do I believe that? It's because the evidence, if you cr- critically analyze it, it doesn't hold up to yep. scrutiny. That's it's that simple. I I, I agree a hundred percent. Like I. I remember one of my earliest memories was seeing that, that black and white footage. Uh, I think my dad was watching. It wasn't the History Channel, you know, but whatever it was at the time, uh, back in the 80s. And, uh, yeah, I, I saw the house, the big two-story house, and the camera seems to be slightly elevated, and it... It gets demolished, but the camera doesn't even budge. Yeah. And then I, I thought about that, and, that, and then I saw all those trees lined up. I'm like, where have trees ever grown that way? And it just – and I, I'm in Orlando, and, like, I, I went to Universal Studios when it, it very first opened up. Like, before it was even open yet, we had, like, passes to go check it out. And they had the earthquake ride there. And uh, before you went on Earthquake, they showed you all these different miniatures and how they can recreate uh, natural disasters just just with using miniatures and camera trickery. And I don't know if I put two and two together, and then I thought about how all you need to do is have the uh, give the impression that you have the weapon. You know, and, and and it's always been this threat, and it never gets used. It's always just this looming threat, and it's always come off as bullshit to me. But then I, I guess I kind of bought into it. Like, that was at a younger age, and then just bought the story. And then I, I heard you talking about it being fake, and it totally, like, brought it all back to me. I was like, man, Chris is on to some shit. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's not really the the point is not to just be in denial of the facts. So we don't we hate science and we want to reject science. And uh, certainly, nuclear physicists know all this, and they've worked this out, and they made this incredible super weapon. And then you're you you just dismissing it. You're just like ignoring all the evidence. It's like no, I'm. Actually, paying attention to the evidence and looking at it, and then looking at it with a critical eye, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you can point out like the circumstantial evidence surrounding the whole nuke thing, that's like okay, it came out of a studio in Laurel Canyon called Lookout Mountain, and then you know that they employed. Hollywood special effects people, people in the Hollywood industry, filmmaking, you know, and 
like okay what why do you need to pay a premium to put those people in there but it's like what what is their specialty well it's making things that are fictional turning them them into putting them on celluloid make them making them convincing or convincing enough to you know for whatever purpose that you're trying to do like to entertain they can put a cartoon rabbit dancing with a what is it Fred what was that movie Oh, Mary Poppins, she's dancing around with cartoon characters, and you go look at that, and it's, ah, that's pretty seamless, and that's pretty good. It kind of pulls you into it, because it's, it's very well done. It's skillfully, artfully well done, and that's what Hollywood people are known for. That's their craft. That's their skill. And they have all this different methodology to bring that about. Well, during the 40s, they had The Thief of Baghdad, which is like a 30-story tall genie that's featured in this film. Well, then you'll you'll have people tell you, well, they didn't have special effects back in the 40s. That's that's bullcrap. They like you know, it's, it's this notion that special effects didn't come along until the advent of the uh, computer, and it's like that's just not true. This this stuff is highly developed. Yeah, yeah and it was, it, and this stuff was being developed. The the trickery, the fakery, the compositing, the layering, all the different effects. I I, I used to work for a photo retouching lab. And uh, that was during the period when all this stuff was transitioning to digital. I mean, that's how old I am. I went to school when the you know the, 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 the some of the first desktop Mac, Macs were out, and, and Photoshop had only been out for like a year when I started using it. So that's that's. But see, during that, why I'm bringing that up is during that that was like a sort of transitional period out of it, into the digital with graphic design and photo retouching and all that. And my boss had. She showed me a lot of stuff that she had done by hand with uh, airbrush and stuff like that. And I said, wow, that is freaking fantastic. That is amazing. And it was just blown away. by so she showed me, though, okay, there's the before picture. And here's what I did so that she would take the, take the old tattered photo that's all, all, it's got all stains on it. It's all tore up. And they want to restore it and bring it back. And it co- you know, costs a lot of money. It's like a lot of work that goes into it. So it, you want to hand this over to somebody who's got a great deal of skill and she did, and she was an artist, and she was very good at it. And and it was just, I was totally blown away by the stuff that she could do by hand. And when you're talking about Photoshop, all the, uh, and I know about Photoshop. I've worked with Photoshop for years and years. Uh, that the masking, the, la- the layer, all that stuff are analogs for stuff that has been around pre-Photoshop. So when you get the airbrush tool in Photoshop, that they use airbrushing to touch up photos, and that's where that's the analog for that. Is that there's analog and something a real world thing that's been transitioned over into the digital realm, and all those um, fundamentally speaking, all that stuff is a carryover from the times when that used to all be done by hand. And you can look at some of that old stuff, old pictures of old starlets back in the you know fifties and stuff like that, and then look at the retouching, and it's way better than the stuff you see now. It's like incredible. It's like wow, that is just freaking phenomenal it was all done by hand but they had methodology to do it. it's different more time consuming than we have today and required a lot more i i don't know it takes skill to use photoshop effectively too it's like that the the skill element is not gone and that's what but there are tools in photoshop that uh sort of uh mechanize the process to where it's it's you have a lot more leeway there with, uh, you know, undos and stuff like that if you mess up. So there's like, it facilitates a lot, a lot of bad stuff and a lot of good stuff. So, but it still requires skill. It's an artist touch is what I'm saying. Same thing with computer graphic CGI stuff. It requires an artist skill 
to make the stuff convincing on the screen. They don't just hire any old hack that knows how to use a software. They ha- they they hire artists that have a background. Like you look at these digital artists, the good ones always have a background in in drawing, painting, and stuff like that. Oh, without exception, they if anyone that's going to be an artist, digital artist has extensive background in, in, in doing stuff by hand, hand painting and stuff like that. You know, if you if if you started out on a tablet drawing stuff into the digital and paint realm, there is really at this point with the level of the advancement of technology, there is not that big of a distinct difference between the two mediums anymore like there used to be. So that you can have like people that are coming on the scene now that are artists that have cut their teeth in the digital realm but see it still all goes back to skill and attention to light and shade detail and stuff like that how all that stuff works you have to have a background in that and understand how all that works for you to be an effective artist and it it requires training and it's a so yeah why does lookout mountain hire hollywood people is because that was that was crucial to the goal of getting the convincing footage out there to put in people's faces and it's got to look like a real explosion, and it's got to look giant. It's got to look just tremendous. It's got to look just stupefyingly big. And the and the weapon you got a layer to get that. Yeah, but you can see all those layers in that footage. I mean, yeah. And if you can, if you scrutinizing the footage, you can. Yeah, it's, there's telltale signs of. Well, there's discontinuity, too, between which is something that's common to film and filmmaking is you have continuity errors. Like, you know, you could point this out in the nuke footage as well. It's like, OK, here here's here's a piece of footage where it clearly affects the overlaying cloud layer. You see the cloud layer above the explosion, you know, affected by the explosion. And here's another example of where the cloud layers are at the same approximate level and it doesn't affect them whatsoever. So it's like a continuity error. And then like I show in that one piece of footage that you if you want to look at it, anybody's listening to this haven't seen it yet, it's at hoaxbusterscall.com and you click on the YouTube link and I got a yeah, I got a video titled uh uh, nu- nukes are uh, what is it? Nukes don't exist. And then in there, there's a piece of footage that I pulled out of uh, the documentary called Atomic Filmmakers. And in that footage, there's um, a, a section of the explosion that stays static over multiple frames. So they were using I don't know the exact techniques they were using, but then at the same time too, what's apparent is that yeah, what you're looking at is not reflective of. Uh, Physical reality or the known laws of physics is in direct violation of the known laws of physics of the the whole thing. And Newton's laws were of body in motion tends to stay in motion unless it's acted upon by an outside force, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's well-established law of science. I don't, I don't think that's debatable or contestable. You know, whether Newton was right about all this calculation is, is, is insignificant to the point that these are observed known laws. Like a, an explosion is not going to suddenly become become static under any conditions if you want to start invoking nuclear physics and all that you're you're still dealing no matter how the explosion was initiated it still has to adhere to the laws of physics does it not i think so yeah i think it would yeah i'm not a scientist but i'm pretty sure that no matter how the explosion is created and it's a real okay. It's a really, really big explosion. But if it's a big explosion, small explosion, it's still going to adhere to the same basic principles of, you know, the laws of motion, the laws of physics. It's going to, you know, 
expand out in all directions so that it's, it, as it expands out, you know, you can, you can visualize it as sort of this bubble that expands in the atmosphere that's pushing out in all directions simultaneously except for the ground because the ground is going to provide resistance to the explosion, but then the explosion is going to cu- kind of expand out like a big bubble. You can't see the big bubble, but it's, it's, but it's, it, it's there conceptually. You understand that it's, you know, and the, you could throw a firecracker in a swimming pool if you doubt what I'm saying and then watch it explode into a bubble. All, it's all the equal pressures all around in all directions at simultaneously, and you can witness this for yourself. Well, that's going to affect the cloud layer above it, will it not? Of course it will, if it's following the laws of physics. But if you're looking at something fake, and it's like, no, not necessarily. They might have left out that detail, because they know nobody's going to critically analyze stuff, for one thing. So they make it reasonably convincing enough to 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 pass as far as uh, uh, something that approximates reality enough to where, because you, they have in mind, too, that it's like, you know, we put this out there, and we're, we're the officials. I mean, we have, a, we, have, we have a population of people that primarily are going to believe just about anything we could tell them. And if we present them with, you know, film footage that's reasonably approximates something that's can, you know, approximates reality, people will accept it and they will accept it entirely without question. And, I, and, I, and they knew that going into it. But, you know, you, you fast forward 2017, you got YouTube and so we can, OK, we can slow it down. We can back it up. We can look at it and we say, oh, that that explosion stays static over multiple frames. That's not possible. So what are we looking at here? We're, we're looking at some fakery. And, uh, you know, if but see, if you're predisposed, like people still are today, where it's like, well, you, see, Chris from Oklahoma, you're an idiot. You have no way to comment or make a critique on nuclear footage unless you're a nuclear physicist yourself. Uh, so therefore, whatever you say is invalid. Before I even watch the video, I already know it's invalid because I already know that you're not an expert. And then it's like you know. So the, the, what I'm saying is that the, that that the perpetrators of the hoax already know that that's a fact going into it. You know, you have a populace that's uh, that is is not capable of critical thinking, and that they will take anything from an authority on face value and not question it and not be critical of it, not analyze it critically. Typically that's typical. So that, that, that I think that's an important component of all this because I believe that not only that piece of footage, but there's just the photos and stuff like that. There's all these anomalies and stuff that can't possibly reflect reality. I think clues forum has done a real good job. If you look at their nuke section, uh, the photos and stuff that are just absolutely absurd on their face and it's like that can't be real uh there's there's instances of two two separate photos that are obviously taken from the same position that 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 they have the appearance of that but they're that there's different backgrounds and there's different things but the but the mushroom cloud quote unquote is identical so it was like a pit you know it was obviously doctored or manipulated in some way or another and there was like a, a couple of different versions that were rolled out Again, you know, knowing the people that were doing this stuff, the, the the assembly line that they created for all this imagery, they they weren't too concerned about having these continuity errors because they know the populace is is, is pretty much they, they're probably going above and beyond what was necessary for the public public to buy it. 
You know what I mean? Because they're artists. You know, they want to make it look good. You know, they're Hollywood people. They're special effects people. They're gonna they're gonna spend a lot of attention to detail. But it's you know that's the volume. You know, there's a lot of volume of that footage and stuff out there. So it's like, yeah. So that opens them up to continuity errors, which there's certainly no shortage of those. You know, you got the explosion, and then you have the immediate sound. Well, that's you know violation of the laws of physics. The sound travels at 750 something miles per hour. If if they're taking it from a distance, which you obviously have to because it's a freaking nuke bomb, right? According to the to, according to the legend, so you don't take it up close to where the sound is going to be immediate. But the sound is immediate, which is a violation of the laws of physics. So, uh, but it stands because it's from an authoritative source, and then it's like, well, I, I you're not a scientist, so how do you know what the rate of sound travels? It's like, well, I, I can only go off of what's out there and what I've observed personally firsthand. And then use that and apply it to what I'm seeing and say, well, that that doesn't – I can't reconcile with it, those two things. And they said, well, maybe they edited it. Maybe they, they edited the soundtrack. Well, okay, so you're admitting that the, it's altered then. So, But you still take it prima facie a fact that it's true footage. So you, you're kind of on the horns of a dilemma there. But see, it doesn't phase people who are deeply religious, uh, secular individuals, that, especially people that – fancying themselves to be skeptics, quote-unquote, that looking at anything that comes out of officialdom with a critical eye is like a direct violation of their religious beliefs, where it's like, that's that's heresy. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of that, <clears throat> whether, whether it's from a, a religious dogma or or a status dogma questioning is uh definitely frowned upon and uh people look uh, uh at you critically for for doing so rather than thinking critically about what they're told yeah so they avoid the subject matter they scrupulously avoid the subject matter of the video. It's like, well, how do you explain this anomaly then? And it's like, well, you're an idiot. That's how I explain it. It's like, well, no, that's not a good argument or an explanation, you know. And then they'll come back with, well, the official count talks about all these eyewitnesses and and, and, and there's all this footage and, and there's all this uh, science and these figures and calculations. And it's like, that's... That that's all the evidence that I need. It's like, well, but my position is it's it's okay to critically analyze this stuff and point out that this may not indeed be what we're told, because you know I, you can also factor in too. And I don't know this is hard for people to understand, but it's like, yeah, the for some people uh, is that yeah the source is like the United States military, which also. So happens to be, and I think it's important to have this to, to factor into the whole consideration of the matter. It's like, yeah, they're, they're known as some of the biggest liars on the planet. So I think that's that's also important to like consider the source. Like, okay, here's the source of all this stuff, and these individuals are also some of the biggest um, notorious liars that ever, ever walked the face of the earth. And that, and maybe factor that it, it also as well into consideration of the of the nuke footage. That's I, I think that's an important point, and it's like, um, yeah, I mean, I admitted liars. So Gulf of Tonkin and uh, 
you even go far back as the you know the sinking of the main and all that is total horseshit. But back then they could just show you an illustration that was done by an artist, and that's all people needed back then to establish that oh yeah they sunk the main those evil bastards we got to go to war we got to go to war. And that was uh, William Randolph Hearst. He says, you know, you, you provide me with the drawings and I'll, I'll give you your war. And it's like, oh, let's, let's draw something and show it to him. And the masses just accept it unquestionably. It's, it's true. It's in the paper. It's in black and white. It's in print. Let's go to war. Let's do it. All right. Sign up. Sign up. Uh, suit up. Let's saddle up. Let's go to war. That's all it took, you know. It's just uncritical, uncritical of what they're presented with. And, uh, yeah, all it took back then was some, some dude had to sit down on a drawing board and just draw it up. And an explosion, here's a ship, and here, here it is, it sank. And then it was blamed on, uh, what was it, Spanish-American War? What was that in, uh, was that cute? Where was that cute? I don't know, I get, I get, I get facts confused, but, um, I, I think that's all well-established in the so-called historical record. Uh, so yeah, they're the biggest liars on the planet. I don't know. There's there's other examples. Yeah, I already say Gulf of Tonkin. I already said that. Yeah. Well, there's Iran Contra. Well, it's like yeah, this is a big lie fest. But then you know it's uh, yeah, well established that yeah, these are people who are notorious liar, notorious liars, and that's on record. But you know you want to take everything that they present to you without question and not critically analyze it I, I don't think that's a good position that's not a tenable position at all yeah I agree yeah I was I was thinking about um, how you were you know we were talking about the uh, them employing uh, Hollywood to to put together the footage for the for the bombs and stuff, and I was thinking about how uh, they used Hitchcock for for the uh, the Holocaust footage, or the uh, the footage of the concentration camps, and you know, like how how absurd is that 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 you get the the king of of macabre to <laughs> to produce what what. You know what's gone on to be some uh, pretty strong propaganda. Uh, whether you know whether what happened there, what what we're told, I don't I don't know. I wasn't there, but I would I would say that the footage, at a bare minimum, is propaganda. Kind of a touchy subject. <laughs> Are you hello? You guys on there? Yeah, South yeah, Indiana. What's going on? Hey, can you hear me now? Sorry. My, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. My, uh, oh, the Ru uh, Russ. Yeah. Wait, are you guys? Are you guys? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? Uh, well, it's actually I'm uh, I'm Chris Kendall now. But I, I don't know if you know that. I've self-identified. Oh, you self-identified. I, yeah, I, I don't I, know how to refute that, man. I, I don't know how to combat that. I mean, I guess well, if you it's, it's if science, you say you self-identified, it's science. Yeah, it's science is in on all that, and uh, yeah, you can't can't self really refute it. Self-evident is the key word, you know, because it's like I, I'm myself, and I'm the one that says it, 
So, and I'm my own evidence, right? Self-evident. Uh, you know, how do you re- how do you refute it? It's impossible, right? Well, I got, uh, no, you can't. Yeah. Say, uh, he used to say, "How do you tell the difference between uh, a gay guy and a guy with a British accent?" No one can. No, no one knows how. That's the There you go. Like it's the same thing. Irrefutable. <laughs> Irrefutable. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, if the science is in, I don't. I guess there's no way to dispute science being in. Uh, <laughs> well, can you prove that the science is in? They never talk about that either. Well, what would it look like if it weren't in? No one ever asks that question. You know, what does it look oh. like when it's in? Well, obviously, it looks like now utopia. What does it look like when it's not in? Uh, Nazi Germany, Hitler, right? On, on that topic of Holocaust, obviously. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, well, yeah. How do you? Well, I, well. Here's the point. I think it's. Uh, it needs to be point. It just needs to be clarified is that yeah if you can you know if you could self-identify as something that you you clearly aren't you know and and then you know your own biology is in refutation of your 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 self-identification but that that seems to be of no consequence to how, how everybody is supposed to respond to like somebody suddenly realizing that oh i feel like a woman or I feel like a man. I mean, that's a it's it's on its face. It's just absurdist, you know. It's like, well, I don't, no, you clearly aren't. I don't think you even need to to feel like it. I don't. I, to be honest, I don't think that's been established. That's a requirement. All you need to do is identify as it, whatever that means. That's all you have to do. Yeah, and then and you go look up like what is, is the. Uh, Maybe it is. I don't know, but you got to look up what the. I don't think you can just de- just declare something. Like and then immediately have the doctors recognize you as you know transgender or whatever. It, it go back if you look at what uh, what the qualifications are is that um, you simply have to be persistent in it. And then I see that's that's a very ambiguous set of criteria there. So I don't like how persistent they don't say. It's just something that is it's kind of thrown in there. It's like, oh, they persist with this, so it, it, so then we declare it legitimate transgenderism, and then it's all put, nebulous, right? Put, it make it, none of it makes any yeah. sense. There's no, no none of it is defined any, either. Um, very any succinctly, definition it's just is kind thrown, of. It's, but then, yeah, even and even if you try to get into defining it, it's like you get into the fucking law of like, or the the argument of uh, everybody becomes pedantic immediately. You're on both sides. That make any, you know, who cares? I, who fucking cares, really? What about that Conchita Worst, though, chick? You remember that? Like, you were talking about it last week, that chick who won the Eurovision contest with the song Rise Like the Phoenix, you know? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, the bearded lady? Oh, uh, yeah, somebody brought that up, the bearded, the bearded, the bearded yeah. lady. Yeah, you know, worst, I don't know. Like, that worst means, if you've seen that lady's picture, can, worst means like sausage. Right in German, so this lady's like, you know, this female like Conchita sausage. You know, it, it's uh, pretty. You know, you think these people don't know what they're doing. You know, you better believe they do. They're laughing right in the face. At the, you know, why shouldn't they really either? I mean, really, you know, you got some plumber telling his kids it's all right. You know, that's all right. You know, put the lipstick on, Billy. You know, whatever. You know, you, you, should, you know. Of course, they're laughing in people's face. Like what? You know, yeah, what do you think? Is... Yeah, it's absurd on his face. Yeah, he used to be regulated to uh, sideshows at carnivals and stuff, the bearded lady. 
Now, let's say a lady's got some extra testosterone or whatever, and then, you know, they have some facial hair, and they decide, hey, I got a lot of facial hair. Maybe I could make this a part-time gig at the carnival, be the bearded lady or whatever. Um, then, then it was kind of, oh yeah, this is kind of sort of an anomaly. It's kind of an, it's, it's off the wall thing. And it's like, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go get a ticket, check that out, bearded lady and all that back, back in the day and stuff like that. But now it's like, oh, bearded lady's up front and center, which is okay, whatever, you know, it's entertaining, whatever. Oh, that's odd. Yeah. It's in a sequin dress and a beard and done up like a woman. And it's like, oh, that's, that's peculiar, ain't it? But no, now it's like, oh, this is a celebration of this this individual's identity. This is like who they really truly are. It's like the late the, but it's like okay, you got a beard and then you're done up like a woman. It's like you're you're sort of a, a in between man and woman. It's like where are we at now with this? It's like is it? It's like okay, you're a man, you're a woman, or it's like, oh, this is to say that it doesn't matter. I'm a dude with a chick chick's hair with a beard and a you know it's like it doesn't okay so then oh so you, you conclude that it doesn't matter so we don't need the legislation then that's going to open up the restrooms to you then do we because it doesn't matter no it does matter we need the i need to go into the i'm a dude that needs to go into the ladies room because i identify as a woman something that i that i adamantly assert doesn't matter so no, it's it's like the, yeah, the, the, yeah, it's completely illogical and nonsensical and farcical. But then it is truly now being decided by the you know the dudes in drag, the Supreme Court dudes. You know, it's like it's like yeah, we we are over, we're way off into way over over the rainbow through the looking glass and everything else with all this shit. Who do you think, you know, that dude, that one dude, Ginsburg, that guy, how do you think he's going to vote, you know? He's been, he's been fucking up forever. Oh, my God, it looks like Norman Bates' mother. It's psycho. Speaking of Hitchcock. God damn. Well, These yeah, people. I mean, well, it's, uh, yeah, the normalization of this stuff, and what does it mean, normalization, and it's like, uh... It's, the, it's like the opposite, right? The antipathy, the uh, the uh, apophatic way. It's like it's not to normalize anything, really. It's just to denormalize everything, or you know, normalize everything by making there no such thing as normalcy. Every there's no risque anymore, as they say. You know, like what are you what are you gonna do? Like it's just pushing the 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 like uh, non sexual porn, pornographic element of it. Just it's just pornography now. Everything is. You know what I mean? Hyper, everything's so hyper, hyper real, hyper, hyper porn or something almost, you know? So it's like, uh, that, I don't know, I don't know any other word that like really describes it. Uh, you gotta, you know, if you can remove from, from the mind like the, the image of the triple X pornography and just kind of use the word as a adjective for other things. But it, it's just like, uh, you know, it's just so, it's so aggressive, everything, is, you know? Like to the extreme, like it lights people on fire or something. You, you know how? Where does it go from here? Oh, it, it's yeah, it's uh, I guess really. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, yeah, this total abandonment of any idea of uh, normalcy. But then at, mean, the, any, at the same any of anything. at the same time, you have this sort of uh, 
dogma that comes into it all where it's like, oh, well, we need to learn new pronouns and stuff to accommodate what at the same time we say is insignificant and it's a social construct and it really doesn't matter. So, yeah, it's like, so what do you do with that? You can't approach anything like that with reason because it's on its face just completely absurdist. So that, that I think that's what that's what's really sort of uh, alarming about the whole thing, more so than the idea of like you got dudes going into ladies' rooms, which is which don't right, get right, me yeah, wrong, I don't agree with it. It's like totally wrong, but I, I'm thinking in in terms. Yeah, but in terms of this whole th- this whole thing, it's like yeah, there's going to be more to it than just this. This is like just the beginning of this because this you better is, believe it. This represents a complete abandonment it. of reason and logic. So this is where we're going. This is like this is this is something that's like ex- extremely disturbing. And it's like yeah, and it's like the like I said, the oh, alt yeah, media better. is uh, acquiescing to it on many different levels. Where there's like yeah, somebody can be in the news identified as a dude and then identifies as a woman and they just all just in unison call him a she and it's just like wow that's just absolutely you ridiculous know, and you're just doing it aren't you well yeah oceana has always been at war with fucking europa or whatever you know all and then i mean it's the same fucking shit it's, it's just uh, like it's got to the level i think things for i don't want to say like people like us whatever that means but but for, for people like us i guess is it for me it's like how you saw the slow creep, right? And then it, it seems like quickly it got on top of you, you know, or not you, but you know what I mean? It got on top of it. Like motherfucker, like out, like it almost like a, a switch overnight, not the, just the, the, the bearded lady stuff, but I mean, everything, like the way the, the way the media has, the way the mind control, it's like it went into overdrive or in my opinion, like so quickly, you know, it's like the light switched off. And where people had like some degree of being possibly being able to be reasonable to some extent, you know, and possibly being able to be kind of extracted from the dialectic a little bit, you know, now it's just completely off the table. Like you can't even like it seems to me, you know, just in my experience, it seems like within the last few months, you know, it, it's just in overdrive. Uh, yeah, I get your point. I got your point. I know what you're saying, but it's like it, I, I, I think too. There's a there's a there's a 9/11 component to this, where it's like, uh, well, well, what am I talking about? It's that what they what they presented on 9/11 was just completely a, a, a absurdist. You know, it's just not completely nonsensical. It, right. It's just like yeah, defying every known laws of physics. It's like. Uh, you know the 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 most heavily defended region of the planet was just like wide open, and then the plane flew into the quote unquote Pentagon, whatever the yeah, hell you're talking I about. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, everything, and then it's like, oh, it's Saudi Arabia and hijackers, and then so that means we need to go to war with Iran. It's, it's another absurd non sequitur of, of the whole absurd pageant. It was just a total pageant theater of the absurd ridiculous nonsensical plane coming in one side of the building coming out the other side with the nose cone intact and it's like oh it just and then the you know peter jennings no saying questions that, are allowed why witness no is saying that no. yeah and you don't question it no, it's no like, one even has any no one even has the concept to ask a question yeah i think yeah, that i, I think so. that that was a big turning point for for what, for civilization yeah, was like sure. yeah they where it's like oh, okay we're the authorities and and they're showing you this absurdist cartoon, and they're telling you that it's reality, 
and then these buildings fall, and it's like they fall into their own footprint. And it's like, oh, yeah, that just happened. And then they show you another building falling later the day and saying, oh, yeah, that just happened. And it's fires that make, the, make them fall in on their own footprint. Everybody knows that's true. And it's like, and it's in complete defiance of the known laws of physics. And it's like, it, it totally negates the fact that you have like this, this specialized field of controlled demolition that, you know, it takes many weeks to get it all set up to demolish when it's like, and then all this time, all they had to do is pour some kerosene in the fucker and light it on fire. And then it, it should, should by all means collapse. Cause that's, well, that's, they, that's the way it builds. Yeah. That well, that's what buildings do. They just collapse in their own footprint when they're on fire for a couple hours. Everybody knows that now. See, we've, we've completely revised the known laws of physics and we've completely negated the whole need for demolition teams because they're they're superfluous now all you need to do is 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 to haul in some kerosene and pour it in the structure and then light it on you know (laughs) office material in there make sure you got some office some copier paper and shit in there and then the shit should you know by all means fall in on its own footprint you know because that's the way that's the way the world works now and people are jumping out of the building and they'll jump out well they certainly uh Everybody will jump out, you know, at the same time or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, this absurdist fairy story that was sold to us. And, uh, of course, there's and plenty of people that doubt it to this day. And it's like they're going to just still go along with the standard line. You know, we're going to have a new president. And he's, is he going to go back and reexamine that? Hell no. He's going he's gonna to pretend as if terrorism terrorists did it terrorists did 9-11 that's why we need still still have our butts puckered collectively and still be uh, <laughs> just terrified of every shadow you know it's like it's you know and it's he's towing the line he's, he's 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 reinforcing belief in cartoons and fantasy world thinking you know it's like so yeah we're ready and we're prepped and then you know like i said we got you know, women running the show, which is like, it's not, a, that's not a slam against women. It's just like, you know, I, I <laughs> no, it's really not. I'm not, I'm not saying that as a joke. I'm just saying that it, 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 that's the conditions that have been set up. And it's like, yeah, it's to open up the, it's, it's to open up the door to these, all these emotionally charged non-arguments that are being crammed down everybody's throat. But it's like, they wouldn't get past a, a, a civil or a society or a culture that was um, kind of more rationally orientated. It's like, no, but it will fly in a, in a totally emotionally uh, reflexive, reactive culture, which which we have now. It's like, oh, we, we respond emotionally to shit. We don't respond with our brains. We respond. You know, do you, yeah. think, do you think it is? A, I, I wonder if there was a time where I'm sure it was emotional. Like, I think in 9-11, people did respond emotionally and all that shit. But I feel like, I feel like part of the agenda or whatever is the uh, utter destruction of emotion, of, of real emotion, you know what I mean, of true emotion. Um, like, you know, personalized, you know, uh, any kind of personal expression of emotion, be it positive or negative. I mean, positive, they'll celebrate as long as it's, like, again, hyper-real. But, like, uh, but you think it is emotional? Do you think people really have an emotional reaction to, like, these, these memes and stuff like that uh, about this Russia shit or any of that kind of stuff? Do you think it's emotional? Because I don't feel like people have any emotions anymore. I feel like it's, like, uh, it's, just, it's just Pavlovian now, you know? I, I think it's kind of gone beyond emotion. Well, I think like, human beings kind of are emotional and, uh, you know, they're emotional by nature and, you know, but yeah, I think the, that, yeah, true, true sentimentality and true emotion is, is, is being, being sort of, uh, 
yeah, stultified. At the same time, you know, you got this, uh, you have to have an outlet for it. So it's like, uh, it, in the real world, interpersonal relationships and stuff like that, you got, you got a lot of people that are, uh, hampered and hindered and, and confused and fucked up. And then, you know, but you have this, uh, climate that can be established to where oh here's where you can invent your frustration here's where you can get out in the middle of the street and scream like a buffoon and you know lay down and throw a tantrum if you want you know we'll have these trump protests set up for you for you to vent and then you know it's like here's how you're supposed to act and they give you models not not model oh, actor crisis actors absolutely. to go out into the street and yeah. you know, set the tone for but you it is, mo- it is modeling it is modeling just like you said you know they're modeling well yeah it's models to, like an example for you except for you to follow you know? yeah that, yeah that's what's Here's going signs, on it's like you go it, to the streets you know how why does everybody have this idea if you say like protests or something even 20 years ago you would said it and the idea in people's minds instantly is like being in the street you know that's a bad sign when that's when everybody thinks the same thing when uh when a trigger word is mentioned you know i think that's like that's part of being a uh, sign of being in a cult you know is like, well, why does everybody think we have to be in the street to protest? You know what I mean? No one thinks, like, throw a trash can through a bank window or something. <laughs> like, that's, that's not their idea. Because that hasn't been presented in the media, right? But it's probably pretty effective. Well, yeah. it is, uh, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, you got all these people that have kind of pent-up frustrations and pent-up aggressions and... And then you have the political correct element that's been heavily promoted in, in these institutions where it says everything is off limits. Is like you got to walk on eggshells. And, yeah, so you got young people, hormones flowing, blah, 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 all that. At the same time, you got a lot of, uh, I think, with all the pornography and all that stuff that's in our culture, this over oversaturated sexual culture it's it, it, there's this uh, paradox to where it, from what i understand that it has a, it sort of has the opposite effect where you have uh to some degree there's like a they say there's a lessening of people having actual sex it's like it's it's an odd kind of paradox where it's like yeah you have this saturation of sexual imagery in the culture and at the same time well i, I don't think it's so much a paradox and only it's just just in a an example of how you know you you have all, all these uh, sexual perversions and stuff like that, or sexual dysfunction is more a better way to put it, to where, you know, you have all these artificial stimulants that cause people to become dysfunctional. And it's like when they're dysfunctional, they're not likely to get into a real sexual encounter, only there's all, it, but so all the, the artificial outlets for it. Yeah, but at the same time, there's a lot of pent-up. Oh sexual frustration and all that and then it's like well yeah you have all that pent-up frustration and energy and no real outlet and you and you're afraid to express it because you live in this kind of totalitarian climate where you're where, you know expression is going to be you say the wrong thing and then if you're especially if you're a male or a white male you're you're you really gonna everything you say is going to be you know scrutinized and and uh criticized and then it's like um yeah where does all this pent-up frustration and anger and aggression need to go. And it's like, oh, we'll funnel it into punk rock and left-wing activism and politics and stuff like that. Yeah, just just, just come here, and then you could, we got a, we got a place for you to scream your head off and act like, you know, total jackass. <laughs> as a collective. And, a collective yeah, as, as a collective. And, and then, yeah, we have a... We have we have a context and everything for you set up that we're, 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 we're that, that is now permissible and allowed. 
And then, uh, yeah, direct your anger toward the orange guy, the, you know, the, the mascot that we've uh, set up for you. Yeah, it's just very reminiscent of Orwell and the Goldstein character and the, you know, two minutes of hate. It's exactly the same. I mean, you know, remember in the book, he's talking about, like, how they're, like, spitting. They're, like, spitting at the fucking image. They're so, you know, they're so worked up, you know. I mean, it's so true. Like, they, they're just frothing at the mouth, people are, you know. Just ready to, like, a spitting cobra, you know, just ready to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, it's, it's real, it's real genuine, it's real genuine hatred and frustration and aggression that's being exhibited. Yeah, it's real. It's, it's, uh, uh, but is it misdirected? Is it being funneled into this, uh, oh. phony political left right construct and all that? Yeah, that's what it is. It's not. Well, so where does it all come from? You know, it's, I mean, it's the whole thing. This, it's like, uh, you know, this, it makes this one makes you feel so goddamn so fucking dangerous, you know? So mm-hmm. they you know, it's as real as it gets, really, for them. This is why they talk about, like, the dead coming back to life, you know, and all the old books, you know, and all the old uh, wisdom texts, you know. The dead will walk again on the earth, you know. This is what it is. Same shit. People are emotionally dead, completely dead inside. They've, they've completely murdered themselves, self-murdered, right? They fucking hate themselves. They hate everything. They have no fucking individuality, no concept of identity or, you know, anything, no morality, no nothing. They're just a walking dead. It's like the Walking Dead show. It's, it's like here. It's no different, really. I mean, they're just mindless golem, you know, trudging around looking for brains, to, you know, looking for something to consume. You can't, you can't reason with them at all. This is a mob, you know, like, you can't, you can't talk these people down, you know. There's only been one instance with, where one person ever, you know, in recorded, you know, in recorded text has ever, like, backed the mob down, right? Uh, this guy, uh, it, uh, Jesus, he was called. He's, uh, they're wanting to stone this woman. The whole mob is there, ready to kill her. And this guy, you know, by himself, he, he backs him down, the whole fucking crowd, with his words, right? Well, you saw what happened to that guy, you know? You know what they did to that guy. Yeah. So, you know, you, you might want it, but everybody thinks they can do it. You know, this guy who supposed, you know, is supposed to be able to, like, heal the blind and, you know, this kind of shit. Well, uh, never hurts anybody. He could back the mob down. Uh, so, you know, uh, maybe you could do it, you know? Maybe you can do that too. You saw what happened to him, but maybe you're different. Maybe you can survive it. You know, maybe maybe you'll do better. I, I don't think so. You know, I don't fucking think so. It's best to just, you know, when you when you see a mob, it's best to go the other way. Obviously, you know. But like, it's I, I don't know. But yeah. that woman didn't get stoned, right? So. Mm, well, it's. Well, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, we, we're in the age of, uh, of just pretty much it, it, now it's kind of the point where you're seeing sort of formalities breaking down of what little exposure I get to the media. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it, there's kind of a new kind of attitude on this represented in the media now where it's like um where it's like oh well we're biased and we're not trying to hide it anymore and uh now regardless of what how much of that is just pure theater i think a lot of it is i think like you know you got these cia agents in place in in the media and stuff like that and they're not really truly ideologues but they they're there to sort of set the tone 
for the real ideologues that are out there, which do exist, and sort of these leftist reactionaries and stuff that are out there and exist, and so they sort of have this construct, this identity, identity they have, have adopted that's characterized as like leftist ideology or whatever, and um, yeah, so they're they're sort of ideologically motivated and stuff like that. So, but they're, they're you know they're easily manipulated, and you know they're they're going to except you know what's coming out of the media as true and reflective of reality and so it's like it, it's it's going to charge them up charge them up and to motivate them and it's like oh well we have something here that's validating us on a big level which is the you know the mainstream media which is siding with us because we're you know we're the we're the ones that are clearly in the right uh we're the ones that clearly care and we're the sensitive ones that want to and you know, uh, be considerate of everybody's feelings, and uh, and we're going to um, now we know how we're to respond to all this by uh, getting into the opposition's face and screaming and violently <laughs> and yeah, like you're saying, throwing trash cans and breaking windows and burning shit and uh, which is that that was all provocateur, I'm sure, and that was uh, n- not not reflective of what people's true motives are I, I i don't think not not as a collective as a whole i don't i don't group all these people into and in, in paint them with all one broad brush but there is there is this element to it that's totally contrived is what i'm saying and i, uh, I think you can yeah. paint all of one brush I, I think that's okay i mean i i really do you know fuck they're totally ineffective if they're not if they're not in the mob the the sort you know that yeah soros, but they're on the soros mob that they're totally ineffective anyway you know, they're just so marginalized by that and other factors. They are with one brush, in my, in, in my opinion. You've got a lot of colors, but, you know, it's fucking same shit. Same same shit, different fucking bit asshole. So it's like, yeah, they are. I mean, in my, my, it's all collectivism. It's all, which, you know, the word Soviet means collective, right? It's all fucking Sovietism, really. You know, minus the ideology they don't understand. But, like, it's all just fucking collectivism. It's just the, the, the man, man's urge. Uh, longing, desperate longing to belong, you know, and and to be and within that belonging, be identified as cool or whatever, you know, it, it, with it, with whatever it might be, and it's you know they play that shit like a fiddle, and people are so fucking stupid, <laughs> like, they fall for it every single time, you know. There's no, has there ever been an instance where they haven't? I mean, like it's broad, you know, long term, you know. In, in in the eighties when they found out golf was not a mistake, were they like, you know, or Iran Contra? Did the people just say fuck this? We're not going to work anymore. And fuck no, they didn't do that. Uh, they didn't do any of that shit. They didn't give a fuck. You know, they love it. In fact, I think they they love it. They don't love anything else. So it's, I mean, I don't know. Like the big vampire squid feeding them all you know, little drops of blood in the mouth of it the eggs fucking yeah, I don't know man it's and people think the occult or something isn't involved in that shit I mean it's, what else what else is there but that you know I don't know but it, whether it is deliberate or not right on top of it well it's very dramatic maybe and theatrical maybe, maybe and all that stuff and you can see that on the news now presented as uh, yeah well here you know we gotta rise up we gotta have a revolt and uh, like what are you revolting against exactly I mean what are you but at the same time, you have uh, the the right wing of the perspective and 
And it's like, well, at this point, what do they really stand for anymore? That's my question. It's like, you know, they're, they're supposed to be, oh, well, we're in opposition to the, uh, the radical left and the social justice warrior nonsense and the political correctness. But at the same time, Chelsea Manning, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, so and then you got the advocates that are self-identified libertarian activists and stuff that are out there to like point out the absurdity of the left, and at the same time, they ha- they lead into the discussion with saying, "Oh, well, I'm all for gays and I'm for gay marriage. I just want to make that clear. I'm for all that." And it's like, okay, well then, okay, dude, what do you really stand for then? It's like you're not really in opposition to that over there, are you? But then you position yourself as being as if you're in opposition to that. So what exactly what exactly do you stand for? It's like is it is it, the main issue is that we have less government involvement into th- any to things like wh- what is that? But what are you talking about exactly or precisely? To what degree do we want less government involvement? Like what? Yeah. What is the right anymore? The right the people identify as right. What do they actually stand for anymore now? I, I would like to know that. Like, what what exactly do they stand for? No, are they nothing. are they just People saying because they say limited government? Because that's that's very vague and that's very ambiguous. Like, what what exactly does that mean, limited government? Because limited government can be defined pretty much any way. I mean, they could be literally up your rear end with a camera, and it's like, well, they're limited in as far as they're not in my uh, upper intestine; they're in my lower intestine, so they're limited. Right. It's like, what do you how do you define right. it? It's like you, you limited government has no meaning. It has no no quantifiable, uh, discernible meaning to that statement. It's like you, so. What exactly do they stand for? Because they're on board with gays and trans, and you know the you dissolution of family. You know at least philosophically. Uh, so what do they stand for anymore? That's my question. It's like, but are, are they really, there just really to? Helping. Yeah, are they there merely oh, to uh, offer up witty? commentary on how absurd the left is is that is that their sole reason for existence that's what it seems like it is at this point it's like well that's what you exist for so you can offer criticism of the left that's that that's the sole reason for the right's existence now and then to throw up you know just uh vague slogans like limited government and shit like that that's basically essentially meaningless so that's what it looks like to me it's like you know and then you're pro-war which breaks down the family Always. further and that facilitates the welfare state by leaving people fatherless and uh, families broken down. And that's what war does. That's the result. That's what the American troops come back all fucked up in the head and, and dependent on uh, uh, on you know mental health services and all that. Because that's the end. That's the end result of all this war shit. But they don't they don't shy away from war. So what do you stand for? No, you stand for the same shit that you're criticizing. Obviously, right. you know, fundamentally, in reality, that's what they that's stand for. That's all they for. care for. You, they want a utopia. Everyone wants utopianism. They only want it their way. They all want Jesus to be their party leader, their own version, you know? And, uh, like, the only perfect man is, you know what I mean? The only perfect person can be the president, you know? Otherwise, it's all just a fucking disaster. People have no concept of what reality is what the human condition really is any anymore i don't think people people very much do but as in the collective sense you know this idea of like of suffering people can't empathize with that any anymore maybe they never could but they they uh they don't get it you know they, they can't think it ahead like well i guess what do i stand for you know fuck nothing you don't stand for anything you don't believe in you have to ask them what they believe in i don't know what they stand for because they don't believe in anything 
They don't believe in anything at, at all. You know, you ask them what they believe in freedom or some nebulous concept like that. Right? Well, what does that mean? Uh, war, the ability to kill somebody. Right? Okay, fine. You know, more killing for, uh, you know, ability to punch a woman like you were talking about earlier. <laughs> or uh, maybe it was on the last call last week about the, you know, the absurdity of like equality, tyranny of equality. We believe in that, you know. Everyone has to get a fucking barcode on the head because, you know, someone has to, so everyone does. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. They don't, no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. You know, and, and, and the people who think they might have a little bit of an idea what they're talking about, they're just marginalized completely by, by trying to talk to these animals. You know, they, it's like trying to talk to, it's like they took the hair off an ape, <laughs> which is what they believe. Anyway, it's really what they believe. So, you know, they put the hair off the ape. And they put it behind, like, a cubicle or something, you know, and then it's like, you know, try to talk to that guy about Donald Trump or something, or, you know, or fucking Hillary Clinton or whatever, or the Oscars. You're getting about it just as far. You know, that thing understands just about as much as the ape does. You know, or maybe less, even. Probably less, actually. So, you know, the ape at least would, like, fight, fight you if you try to take its child. Here, they just willingly, people just willingly give it a child. Oh, okay, you know. The zookeeper came. Okay, here you go. You know, the the ape would probably put its bare its teeth at least a little bit. Not not you know not people. They don't care. Uh, whatever. You know. Do I get any money for it? No. I don't want to. I get some Mountain Dew. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Why do they exist? Why do you? And why do people want to belong to them though? The fact that this is, is less important than why people want to be associated with that shit. You know? Why do they even want to be part of that shit? Because the, the, uh, the icons and the idols they put out there are so fucking desirable to emulate? That can't be it. Right? I mean, people that people want to really be like Ronald Reagan or something? You know? His wife's not very hot. I, I don't know. Who do you want to be like, Chris? What do you mean? Like LeBron? <laughs> no, I just mean, I, uh, yeah, what do you mean exactly? That's really the right answer. Yeah. I just want to be myself. Okay. I don't know. It's like I just... Exactly. But right. then it's... Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I... But like what celebrity, you know? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is Hitler? Is Hitler a valid choice? That's who Trump wants. Who does Trump want to be like? Hitler. He's curious. I don't know. I don't get it. Oh, shit. You guys there? Sorry. Like cut off. South Indiana hung up. Yeah, I just had to. I had to take. I had to excuse myself for a second. And take a break. Oh, wow. Hope there wasn't too much uh, dead air there. But um, yeah, I don't see anybody else calling in. We're at two hours twenty three minutes. Yeah. Look like Russ dropped off. Thanks for the call, man. Um, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I, I do that. I guess I'm not a very good host. I'll just kind of excuse myself to take breaks to the bathroom. I haven't adopted the whole adult diaper construct. I mean, I joke around about it, but I'm not serious about, like, uh, peeing in a diaper. So I excuse myself like a gentleman and go to the toilet. And then I, uh, yeah, sometimes I don't announce it. Like, uh, maybe that'll be one day, I mean, coming up soon, that'll be something that will be like a bragging right. Like, uh, yeah, I go to the toilet like a big boy. I don't know. Are we getting to that state? I don't know. It's like absolutely, I, I could see maybe it happening sometime in the future. Or that, that'll be the right, right wing position of, yeah, we're, we're, we represent traditional values of like, uh, not going in a, an adult diaper, like going into the, to the, to the toilet. And that's, and that will, that's, that will define the right wing, I guess. I, I, I don't know. They seem to be pretty ill defined right now. It's like, I was trying to figure out like, yeah, what are the what is the what does the right stand for? I mean, they're kind of on board with identity politics to some degree, obviously. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what they represent anymore. Uh, I used to think I had an idea of what they represented. It's like, but yeah, it just kind of well, it's kind of deteriorated, and it always has been to some degree. Just kind of sloganeering. Vague concepts of uh, ideas of uh, nationalism, stuff like that. Just kind of at least the trappings of it so that we can have the right to wave the flag. And then we can still debate whether or not people have the right to burn the flag. And that's important to discuss that. You know, it's like a piece of, piece of cloth. And I, I don't know. I mean, fundamentally pretty useless uh, just like, what if somebody burned a flag? I, I don't know. Is there laws against setting fires out in the street? I think there's already laws against that. But if it's a certain particular piece of cloth that's configured a certain way, then it represents speech somehow. But it's like this sort of abstract concept that nobody can really pin down with an accu- with a concise definition. And that's kind of the issue too. It's like I, I don't know what is it, what does it stand for? What does it represent? kind of all vague and ambiguous isn't it anymore especially in the modern day it's like yeah what do you what exactly are you talking about freedom quote-unquote freedom and uh does it does it what does it mean yeah what does it mean uh well what why well, I, I i've talked about this before and i'm trying to yeah define what we got to define our terms we're gonna have a dialogue you to define your terms but yeah, there's no time for that because everything is kind of got to be regulated to sort of sound bites so that it lends itself to like, you know, you, you get these talking points and phrases that get tossed around. And when it's all said and done, there was nothing really actually said. It's kind of like, you know, what, what, what did they just say? I mean, it, it kind of sounded good. But again, you know, it's like, how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? Does it make you feel warm and fuzzy inside? Does it make you feel validated does it make you you know does it make how does it make you feel i think that's the question because i think that's what we're talking about especially this modern day of where so-called political discourse what it what it boils down to it's like 
Oh, didn't it make me feel good? Did it make me feel bad? Did it make me feel like I, you know, I had had a had a voice or somebody out there represents my position? Um, but then, you know, you, you can sit them down and try to have it have it actually kind of where everything, you know, we we'll, we'll, we can take the time. I don't know. We're well here on this particular format. We're at two and a half hours into it. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty good amount of time. Like if anybody wants to call in and kind of like flesh out a particular issue or topic or discussion or something like that, you know, they want to like define what, like, for instance, what right, what, what does it mean to have a right? You know, let's, let's kind of talk about that. I mean, we can talk about it for, couple hours if you want you know um so looks like russ got back on so what is a what is a right russ define it um define right define it uh, define right what is a right well i tell you that i think like is it mark passio who says it uh and he's probably right to say uh to define a thing by what it's not so uh, I guess a, a right is what is uh, is not a wrong, right? It's so not a wrong. Like, okay, that's good. Yeah. So a right uh, is not a wrong. Say, uh, yeah. Right. All that which is not wrong is it would uh, all would that which a, is right. A right is not wrong. Yeah. But how does it relate to right. this concept of uh, the so-called constitution and constitutional rights specifically, like? Uh, uh, like what? What, what well, does that, that mean to have a constitutional right? You know what powdered wig powder is because it has to do with that. Uh, <laughs> I, that's what I hear. I yeah. don't know. I mean, yeah, that's what we're told. But I don't know. I mean, you, you know. Well, do you have? To, there's one thing they they never decide. Where's the one that says you have the right to have rights? Where's that one? You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I like. I'm. I'm uh, unfortunately got a wit. Unfortunately, you know, kind of with you on, on this one. I have no idea what that shit means. To be honest well, I with think it. we've established like, that. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'll go with that. Like rights are something that you have a right to. Right. I think we can just leave it at that. That's good enough. I, I think the point is too, like you know, when we're having, we're talking about politics and concepts of government, and I, I think it's important to like. I think this is fundamental too. Like, yeah, we want to keep the terms as probably as vague as possible. I think that's that that sort of suits everyone pretty well, uh, and that, I think that's how it's done. You know, traditionally too, we don't want to like really scrutinize anything too closely. We want to kind of yeah, just kind of keep gen- keep it to vague slogans and g- general generalizations and. Uh, just ambiguous terminology. I think that's that's important in modern political dialogue, especially. So I think we're at the point with it too, where it's like we can we can debate things that would in in past times be kind of like not really on the table for debate because it was kind of like everyone kind of like deferred to you know f- f- fundamental facts of reality, like you know. Um, husband and wife, man and woman, uh, male and female, 
You know, they have, you know, this natural affinity for one another. And out of that, you know, you have the continuation of the life cycle with, you know, bearing of children and all that. I think that was kind of something that was uh, sort of at the core of of the existence of life on Earth for a, for a pretty extended period of time. And then, you know, that's how... That's how, you know, new human beings are created. They're brought into the world through that process, the union of the the male and the female. But see, that's all up in the air now. That's all up open to question and, and, and debate and discourse. And then that's, yeah. I, yeah, then, you know, like I said, I think there's something more to it than that. It's something like we're just the idea that this can go before the so-called Supreme Court and all that, I think that's, you know, where, where it's like, oh, we need a ruling on this. Like, what is it? You know, we, 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 need, we, need, we need someone to decide this for us. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, really? We're at that point. So it's like, that's very, you don't even have to, to me, it's very extreme. You don't have the right, sure. But you don't even have the right to have it heard before the Supreme Court. That's the weird thing, right? They get to choose. You know, they get to choose what they hear. So, uh, you know, you don't even have a right to have it heard before the, the law body. Not that you necessarily should. Not that I should have to, like, fucking, not that the Supreme Court should be bothered by my, you know, my, uh, my, 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 uh, struggles with my neighbor's cat or something, you know? But, but the idea that, you know, like, well, the, the highest, the, the lawmakers, the God people will hear me, you know? No, no, not, not so much, buddy. You know? Sorry, brah. You're out of shit luck on that one. You don't have that right. Oh, but they got the right to lock your ass in a cage. Well, okay. I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I ran across this uh, this posting online. Wanted to read some of this. It's uh, it's from the Federalist.com, titled "How the Trans Agenda Seeks to Redefine Everyone." The subtitle is, The Transgender Movement Has a Strong Totalitarian Overtones That Americans Don't Fully Understand. It says, Did you think only women get pregnant? Or only women get abortions? Planned Parenthood and NARAL, N-A-R-A-L, ironically, both pro-abortion <laughs> organizations that self-identify as champions of women's rights may soon be trying to change your mind about that. One signal comes from a little petition drive that goes by hashtag pro-trans, pro-choice. It, it urges both Planned Parenthood and NARL to adopt language more, quote-unquote, inclusive of transgender persons and to acknowledge, quote, gender non-conforming, unquote, people. Both pro-abortion organizations, which have longtime supporters of the LGBT lobby, tweeted back supportive replies. So what does this mean and why should we care? Well, maybe Exhibit A should be Oprah Winfrey's in, introducing the first, quote, pregnant man, unquote, in 2008. This would be a woman named Tracy who, quote-unquote, transitioned to being Thomas by having a double mastectomy with a dose of hormones to produce facial hair and such. Thomas thought it would be nice to have a baby someday and decided to keep his, quote-unquote, vagina, uterus, and ovaries intact. But for some reason, even though Thomas was legally documented as male, she, oops, needed a sperm donation. Life isn't fair. In, in, in any event, when pregnant... <laughs> Uh, Thomas was happy to pose nude, mostly anyway, for the camera. Uh, Thomas has since had two more children and in 2012 decided to undergo surgery for a more complete transition to a male body appearance. She now lectures on, quote, trans fertility and reproductive rights, unquote. Most do not understand what a seismic shift in language is being pushed here. In this scheme of things, using the pronoun 
quote-unquote she, to refer to a person who goes through pregnancy and gives birth to a child is grounds for punishment. So what does this all mean? Well, at the root, isn't it really about people like Thomas? It's mostly about everybody else. It's all about changing you and your self-concept, as fringy as they may sound, injecting such lies into our language, the quote-unquote pregnant man, and the push to separate the world uh, the word pregnancy, quote-unquote, from the word woman, quote-unquote, are clear signals that we are moving steadily towards erasing all gender distinctions in the law. And why should we care? Because erasing gender distinctions, especially as they apply to childbearing and rearing, would serve to legally undefine what it means to be human. A new legal definition of human as neither male nor female would apply to you whether you like it or not. Already there is a social pressure for everyone to comply with the gender theory notion that biological facts are mere, quote-unquote, social constructs. We should especially care because we are all well on our way to enacting such laws already. In November, the U.S. Senate voted in favor of the Employment Non-Discrimination Act. The law is based on the assumption that one's perceived gender identity, quote-unquote, does not always match, quote-unquote, your sex assigned, quote-unquote, or designated, quote-unquote, at birth. So the thinking goes that the law should allow a more ambiguous array of gender identities, male, female, both neither, or something else entirely. It is not an overstatement to say that ENDA is a huge step, mostly under the radar, to codify a new definition of humanity. In the Senate, every Democrat and 10 Republicans voted for ENDA. Uh, Senators Ayotte, Collins, Flake, Hatch, Heller, Kirk, McCain, Murkowski, Portman, Tom, Toomey, all, all remains is for the House representatives to end up to take up ENDA, which hasn't happened just yet, and follow suit. I have a modest proposal. If and when ENDA is taken up by the House of Representatives, members might consider proposing an amendment that allows equal treatment for a neglected category of oppressed, uh, those who suffer from discrimination based on age identity, who would simply extend the logic of gender identity laws. And you can read more about it here at the Federalist. If, you know, if we p- pick our gender, can we pick our age? That's a link to an article there. Uh, it's about control, not rights. The transgender movement has strong totalitarian overtones that Americans, especially certain senators, don't fully understand. How else to describe a crusade with such far-reaching consequences for First Amendment rights? Uh, the legal destruction of gender distinctions will in- inevitably dissolve family autonomy, thereby uprooting freedom of association. Free expression becomes, quote-unquote, hate speech if one does not fall into line with the directives of the transgender lobby or its pronoun protocol. Freedom of religion takes a direct hit any way you look at it. Under the guise of rights, quote-unquote, the transgender movement can serve as convenient covering for consolidating the centralizing power under an ever-expanding state. Once we allow the state to refuse to recognize that children result from male-female union, we grant the state more power to separate us from our children. As power becomes more centralized in the state, the individuals and institutions of the state, inevitably flawed, end up owing our personal relationships with weakened mediating institutions, uh, family, churches, private associations. We lose the buffer zones that stand between individuals and the encroaching state. Uh, Contrary to popular belief, this push to eliminate distinctions of sex from law and replace them with variable and sundry perceptions of gender does not do what it promises. It simply does not provide us with a panoply of gender identities from which we can choose, like the 50-something identities available on Facebook, Rather, it's a setup for a gender vacuum as you enter this vacuum of gender neutrality. Less and less separates and protects you from the state. Uh, Let's think this through a bit more. If gender distinctions are erased in law, all marriage will become legally obsolete. The elites pushing same-sex marriage, quote-unquote, have known this all along. If you thought it was really marriage equality they were after, 
C C point three in the Federalist Article bait and switch. Okay. So if we agree to change the language to suit the transgender lobby, we ultimately agree to destroy in law the entire basis, sex distinctions, for the only union that can result in uh, autonomously formed families. These implications for privacy and personal relationships are vast, and we need to understand that. If you think you will be able to cultivate and preserve strong personal relationships in this new matrix, you are mistaken. You can only this that can't easily happen in a system in which your uh, familial relationships are not acknowledged or respected by the state. This gender-neutral scheme obliterates the template for family as a unit. And if the family is no longer accepted as a union that originates through the union of male and female, there is no real basis for the state to recognize any family as an autonomous unit. Without any such obligation, children become more easily classified as state property, and our personal relationships are more easily controlled by the state. If that sounds totalitarian, that's because it is. So the legal erasure of gender distinctions, especially as they relate to the conception of gestation, birth, and of children, would effectively cut us off from our spouses and children in the eyes of the law. How can it be otherwise? Yea, maybe the bargain we retain the right to freely quote-unquote call ourselves male female or other that once we have in essence sold our birthright this is nothing more than a bowl of pottage uh yeah it's a a pretty good article so so, sorry but it continues on uh i'll put this in the chat check that out but yeah i think in relation to this uh artificial construct called the state that all of this, yeah, definitely applies because, uh, yeah, redefining, and now we're going through a process where everything is need, now needs to be redefined. And so, um, yeah, I've talked a lot in the past about the uh, destruction of the family and uh, how that is has been an ongoing program, and a lot of what you're seeing out there that's promoted is with that end goal in mind. And, yeah, I think that makes some really valid points on how that strengthens this notion of the state, which, yeah, which is an artificial construct. It's like you're uh, – and I pointed this out before. It's like it's like this dysfunctional family that's, that's artificially been generated to um, to be as a surrogate, you know, to come in and fill in these roles, you know, that uh, were in the past, you know – all functions of the extended family, you know, the tribe or the extended family. And, um, yeah, I think this is a, a, a big advancement in the progression towards this this um, future Brave New World scenario where, you know, there's nothing standing between you and the uh, all-encompassing, quote-unquote, state, which is really just this ab- abstraction. But, you know, within... But, you know, of course, yeah, it's going to result in a more reliance upon these uh, artificially constructed institutions that are impersonal and that r- really could could care less about you as an individual because, you know, you're now regarded as sort of this collective and then you're just, you know, basically a statistic, a number that needs to be processed through the machinery but that that is being strengthened and bolstered through all this identity politics and all that. And just like I stated before, there's now currently, as far as all this goes, there's no real opposition to this in the alternative media and the position of the right 
identified folks or libertarians? Uh, Certainly not. Like you listen to li- there's not li- any li- in the religious spheres either. You not know, really in a, too much in, in the religious in, spheres. In the quote unquote church either. No, you Not have really. all well, like, certainly all the mainline churches are on board with a lot of this stuff. I mean, I'm sure they have like but, you can go to like some of these these the, even evangelical churches and they probably have you know the transgenders in the praise and worship band and stuff like that. And they'll announce it and say, "Oh, right. uh, how tolerant and inclusive we are! Look at us, we're you know we're tolerant." You know, it's like uh, yeah, tolerant. Okay, so um, yeah, but when you're tolerant towards that, you're by by uh, by extension, you're intolerant of uh, uh, of uh, natural the natural order of things, which uh, which which is negated in the process. But no, you want to be inclusive, right? Because that's that's the tone that's being set, and that's what everybody's required to follow. And yeah, certainly the this alternative media and press and stuff like that. Yeah, they're on board with it. You know, they don't want to be seen as intolerant. They want to be seen as inclusive. And certainly, libertarians want to. You know, they they go out of their way, uh, from what I what I can tell, to like accommodate all this stuff too. You know, like gays, uh, 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 all of that. You know, anybody else. There's a pretty popular libertarian uh, online radio station, and I I used to listen to it from time to time. I would kind of tune it in to. Kind of, kind of background noise stuff. Sometimes I would listen to some of the programs. I think were kind of interesting in in some respects. And then it, I noticed how it developed into this like, oh, now we got to regulate a big block of time to gay libertarians. And then it's like, okay, so this is all this gay talk and all this stuff. I'm not gonna listen to any of that crap. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I just want to hear any of that. It's like, but then it's like, oh, well, okay, that's that's how that's how libertarian is defined. You know, it, it it incorporates all of that too, but in the name of like, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's inclusive. You know, everybody get on board. It's all it's all inclusive. We need to adopt and incorporate all this into our. Uh, our philosophy, you know, it's like, uh, so yeah, generally speaking, it's like, you know, for the most part, everybody's on board, not, not seeing how this is like, yeah, this ultimately will empower the so-called state because, you know, you, you know, when you further break down uh, family ties and all that family bonds, who's going to be in to fill in the, to fill in, uh, those, uh, those needs that are created when you when they can't be met through the the family unit and stuff like well it's the state the state's there for you to help you to cradle you in its living arms yeah the big the big daddy state and uh yeah that's why all your top people and all the movements and the libertarians and the uh, the the alternative parties, the third party system, and then and all of that that's out there that's really vocal. It's like, yeah, they they go out of the way to make the point that yeah, I'm cool with gays, I'm cool with trans, I'm cool with all that. I just want limited government. Well, all- it's like no, you don't. You don't want yeah, limited right. government. You want you're you're advocating. Part of the agenda that's end goal is to, like that article I read, is like to, to strengthen and empower and expand the so-called state. It's obviously what it's going to result. You ever wonder, in. like, uh, well, oftentimes the only opposition to this kind of stuff, the only, and whatever opposition to it even means, but it's like, is, is their solutions, quote unquote, are, are typically, if not universally, uh, more, you know, more strengthened in the state too. You know, they 
in order to solve this, we need more laws or something, you know, laws that say that this law can't be passed. Well, what the fuck are you, what? No, what are you talking about now? But this is what they really, you know, that's like their solution is to, uh, to empower the state too. So, you know, like, because they have no resistance otherwise, I mean, really, there's no, you know, this kind of stuff wins, wins real well because it's so effective. Like, you know, what are you going to do when they look in your face like you guys screaming? And, you know, what are you supposed to do? Use cave, right? I mean, you got a guy like Trump, uh, not to, like, be on his tip or whatever, but, you know, he's this guy like that doesn't really show that he's much on caving to anything. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But anybody else, they can't stand the pressure. You know, that's why these color revolutions, these hashtag revolutions, they work so well because people just can't stand the pressure. You know, and now they just pressurize it to the to everything, just like this article is saying, you know. But they'll just ratchet it up, and uh, and people start thinking about this trans shit like it, like it means something. It doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? It's, it's such a, I mean, I don't want to be a statistical Nazi or whatever, but how, how big is this percentage of the population? What does it really represent? What are we even really talking about, you know? 750,000 uh, children go to, are homeless in the United States right now. 750,000 children under 12, I think it is are homeless. I mean, what the fuck? You know what I mean? What the fuck is going on here? You know, you got, uh, I, I don't know. You know, you live in the, live in the United States, the only country in the history of the world where, uh, where more men are raped per year than women in our prison rape culture. You know, mm-hmm. what on the fucking world is happening here? And now, yeah, and this is what we're talking about, you know? The bathroom access in public schools. Well, you need the argument, the conversation needs to be why the fuck are people being forced to go to these public schools in the first place when they're obviously, obviously completely ineffective, at least in the ideals that people believe that public schools are supposed to be. They're obviously well, yeah. not working. Well, yeah, I think you know, uh, those are, are good points. Like, why do we even go to school? You know, why are we even going? But you can't, but that's the problem with them, right? Good point is like, get your, uh, you know, get this guy out of here. Hitler, Hitler's here, you know. What's Hitler doing here? Fuck. Well, I think you know, people I mean, who Hitler are opposed like, to this kind of thing in schools, like the, you know, there, you know, there's certain certain sectors of the country and stuff like that. They're they're offering some pushback against some of this stuff, and it's like, well, you know, you're sending your children off to strangers to be raised. And, you know, you believe yeah. in governmental authority and powdered wig power and all that. You need to acquiesce to it, and you need to let them have their way with your children well. and might, let them, well, yeah, let them know? raise, because you've, you've delegated that authority to them, you know, because they're, they're spending right. most of their waking time with these surrogate parents that have been set up by the state. And then to come back on it and say, well, we don't want this uh, transgender stuff indoctrinating our children it's like yeah you're totally missing the point that's really what they're there for and this is just a new right. this is you? just they need to be because this is this is yeah. the future and then that's then and part of the process to, to us getting there to this future is to to go ahead and let them indoctrinate your children into this this new way of thinking about gender and stuff like that, because if if you think they're there just to learn math and reading and stuff like that, you're sadly mistaken. It's like that 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 is big. You're part. The social engineering and stuff is is a big part of going yeah. to public schools. I think that people need to read. come to terms with that. No, they, they don't need to read. read. You don't really. Ha- that's not. See, that's all. 
It's obviously of secondary importance. The primary importance is that they be socially conditioned to accept what's going to be in the future. It's not important to learn those things. Because, you know, like you say, it's observable. I think all things take take second place to observable reality. Like, uh, and in an observable reality, you know, it it doesn't seem like that reading's important at all. Or or learning to read or or anything except the social engineering, like you said, you know. And then if you want all the papers that prove it and all the, uh, in their own word, you know, and they've written it all in their own hand, the technocrats and all this shit, you know, and the Rockefeller, all these, you know, it's right there. You can find it. You know, tragedy and hope's out there. It's uh, no, it's no secret. You know, uh, not everything you don't know is a secret. You know, it's just it's all out there. You can find it. You, you're giving your children to be made into the gray race by these people, and uh, by God, that's what they're going to do. And you love it. You know, you push back a little bit for now, but you know, the powdered wig man has spoken, like you say. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all, it's all, this needs, this, this is still remains to be determined whether or not it's constitutional, but I, I, I'm guessing that it will be, <laughs> it will be regarded as constitutional. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, we take this 0.3% of the population and then we take their rights as to, to, to you know, in, in total disregard with, uh, take a big you know. Dump. How how uh, you know females feel about a dude coming into their locker room with a you know regardless of whether he's wearing a wig or not they're still not fooled by the the dude he still has got. What if he's wearing a powdered wig? If he's wearing a powdered wig, I yeah, I don't don't know, but he might as well be as far as how this stuff goes down because it it will be it will be accepted. You know, you know this the resistance is there and it's legitimate and people are upset because they're and they're reacting by their feelings and they're not taking it all in context, which is like they're missing the point of what their children are there to be. What, what what the process that it's being undergone in the first place, you know, and that's and that's um, to get tolerance and accepted for the acceptance for these new ideas that are going to be shaping the future, and it's it, it, you know it's just a it's just a process that needs to be undergone as part of the dialectic where you know it's like oh well we have this opposition. And then we have we have this stuff that needs to be decided in the courts, right? Because that's the ultimate arbiter is the the, the dudes in dresses that sit up and preside over this stuff. <laughs> so we got to So we, you know, it, it makes it around to them. Of course, they'll they'll be the ultimate deciders of you know what's constitutional, what's not, because we all got to be beholden to this thing called the Constitution. And when they declare that you know gender, the uh, biological sex is 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 not important anymore. Then it won't be important anymore, and then everybody will have to follow suit because that'll be the law of the land. Yeah, and then it might know, take so. them some time. It might take them some time, but they'll get in line. You know. Well, yeah, they'll the opposition right like now is part of the process. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have a vocal opposition at first. It's like you know the the lies th- the th- three phases that lies yeah, yeah. go through. First is violently yeah. opposed, and then it's you know then it's uh, what is it you know first it's ignored, then it's violently opposed, and it's accepted as self evident. Well, it's like that it'll be eventually accepted as self evident that yeah there is no distinction between male and female, none at all. Isn't that what the fucking Constitution starts? We hold these truths to be self evident. Isn't that uh, all right? Where it starts with this? That's funny. But they start with the last stage of the lie on that one, huh? Yeah, if they're self-evident, you don't need to really write them down. Self-evident. Yeah, you don't really read it. Yeah, you, anything that's self-evident, you don't need don't. to write down on a. When's the last time you see somebody write down <laughs> on a piece of paper like um, 
there, yeah, remind myself that I'm male and I have a that I have a penis and that I'm a male and I I pee standing up. I don't need to write all that stuff down. It's already kind of self-evident. You know what I mean? Uh, but for Apparently not. but now it's like we're in a phase where yeah that needs to be sorted out in the in the so-called courts. But see, they've already it's determined all, uh, with uh, the what what is it something versus Dover or whatever that um, yeah that that intelligent design the idea that we were designed by a creator is not science so therefore not valid and, and a judge oh, oh, a judge decided that so that's yeah but like I'm pointing out it's like this is all groundwork that's been laid yeah starting ages ago you know in the whole scope of things politically this is all this is all the groundwork has been carefully laid to you know where do we could get up to this point of having these kind of just outrageously absurd debates about is there any differences you know between the sexes and it's like uh yeah as a well, you know what they need to do Okay. How, how do you think these arguments would have sounded to people from 40, 50 years ago? They'd say, oh, you got to be out of your mind. Oh, right. That'll yeah. never happen in America. Well, people were making them. You know, you can go back and look, and people were making them. You know what I mean? These are, there's nothing new under the sun. People were making these ideas then, too. I mean, it's all this, like, socialist utopian technocracy. It's all, you know, this top-down management of society through, you know, annihilation of, of, uh, of, of uh, morality. has been around for a long time. And you can see, like, their progression of it, and you can see they'll, they try, you know, they, they push the stick a lot, right? And, and uh, you see, like, where you can, you can go find where it's been, like, tried 40, 50 years ago. I don't have any examples offhand, but it's been, you know, they bite back. They bite back harder back then, you know what I mean? Like you were saying, they, they, the pushback was right away and very quick, and it was like, what the, you know, what the fuck are you talking about, idiot, you know? And, uh, and, and it threatened, the, the problem with it is it, is it threatened the... Uh, because it was always uh, the authority, quote unquote, that's making it. You know, the professors or something like that that's, that's pushing this stuff. Well, back then, the the you know the the priest class of the professor wasn't as well established as it is now, and so it threatened kind of to delegitimize the professor the, the the professorhood a little bit. You know, when you when you start saying this kind of stupid shit, but now the the priest class has been so well entrenched that you know it doesn't matter. Like, like you said, it doesn't matter what they say now. They just said whatever they say is fine. Hey, everything's fine. Whatever they say is fine because they're the authority. Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Um, if they say it, then by God, you know. But then it was still like, what the, you know, dad might come down here and beat your head in. <laughs> you know, are you trying to, like, people were very suspicious. They're like, are you trying to, you know, why are you telling my 14-year-old daughter this kind of stuff? Are you trying to, like, do some kind of sexual shit with my kid, you know? What the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, and then you know, so the, so they backed off. That's what I'm saying. They back, they push it out there and they back off real quick if it got resistance. Now they it's easier to do it. You know, it's 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 easier to be so extreme. My God. But I think that the, the solution is what people say. What are the solutions? The solutions are like are uh, are to like to make it to to push the absurd to the exploding point at the top of the pyramid. Like, you have to demand, and then you, this is how you know it's so illegitimate, obviously, is that, like, they demand all this stuff is for the people at the bottom of the pyramid, right, the gray race. It's all for them, because the people at the top, are st- none of them are, are, are in mixed race marriages, you know? None of them are, like, transgender, or, you know, uh, or any crazy shit like that, you know? But they all say that you should be. So, nothing's going to involve being mixed race. But, you know, like, they, uh, they all like to say that this is the new normal. 
Well, you got to push it to them. You know, you got to have like, you got to force like Chuck Schumer to get a sex change, basically. Like, and I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. I'm sure they, his district could pressure that fuck out of him enough if they got enough money dumped into it to where like, you know, basically you're Hitler if you don't. But, and the, the solution is just figuring out how to do that, how to push that out there strong enough to where they can't resist it. And then they'll eventually, like, you know, kiss a man. You know, like, remember how they said Obama, they dragged him out, they made him go swim in the Gulf after the pollution was there to show that it was clean. And then they made him get, like, a vaccination to show that it was safe. <laughs> Obama was, like, the perfect guy. They should have had him. Fine. That had to be done. But, you know, of course not. Of course they, I guess, well, I mean, some people say that stuff about First Lady, whatever. I don't know. You got, you got any theory on how we can force that? How to, how to maybe get, like, Trump to, to kiss Bill Clinton on the mouth? They probably do it on their, on their own, honestly. They probably don't need a lot of coaxing. But, you know. <laughs> well, I think that it's already kind of established that... Uh... You know, Trump. I, I guess Trump would be the representative of the ideals of the uh, the new right or the alt right or whatever you want to call it. And, and this is also inclusive of uh, so-called libertarians. And um, so a lot of a lot of, of course, they're going to pay attention to his uh, tweets, which is pretty absurdist on its face. It's sort of like it, it's like regulated to what, like 120 characters, so you can barely fit two sentences yeah. within these these stupid tweets. And uh, so it's, it's 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 been pointed out that like oh yeah we kind of went to the age of the soundbite which is um, was was open to a lot of criticism at one point and I think this is pretty far back in the nineties it's like oh everything is regulated yeah, to these sound bites on TV so if you got to get a point across you got to kind of put it into a soundbite. Because you only got like uh, you're gonna have five minutes to get your point across, and then we got to go to commercial break, and then we're gonna come back. And we're gonna talk about what we just got through talking about, and they're gonna reintroduce the guest, and then that's gonna leave him with another like two minutes to to make a point. So he needs to. So it's always this pressure, and I think this is um, part part of the whole process that we've undergone in so-called civilization. It's like yeah, you have all these great. Um, artificial constraints that is imposed upon discourse and dialogue. And I think this is like sort of shaped our ways of communicating as individuals even so that, you know, we, right. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, we feel like under this pressure to like say as much as we can say in the shortest amount of time, talk as fast as we can so that we can get everything out. So we got to, you know, because we got commercial breaks coming up. we got this and then we just don't have time. We just don't have time to talk. Let's, you know, and as a matter of fact, I'm coming up to over three hours, so yeah, it'll be time to shut this down. So, but anyway, you know, it's like a three hour, and um, we could talk, and then you know, it's like if if it needs to go longer, it can go longer. Maybe we can go into something discussion. But see, it's like I think we're kind of way past the point for this sort of thing. To where, where there's going to be a lot of people who want to engage in that. It's kind of like we're we're kind of in the post soundbite era where it's saying and we're, we're kind of in the tweet and twitter area where it's like yeah it's like no longer is it a two-minute soundbite it's like a two-sentence soundbite and then you know so people are focused in, in on everything that trump is tweeting out on his tweets and then it's it's you know that's 
where you know people are focused in on and it's like yeah well i've noticed i don't pay that close close attention but yeah certainly trump is gonna be careful to call bradley manning chelsea manning that he will do you know so he's so you know it's like setting the tone and defining what it means to be right 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 which is a lot of i mean that's a very vague term to be classified as right wing well what does it mean anymore and i ask that question what does that mean so what do you stand for and it's like used to be not too long ago it used to mean that yo you stand for you know family values and i remember this was part of the debate and the discourse back in yeah, when was this? Was this as far back as the, the eight, Bush, no, it was Bush eight. Clinton? Yeah, it was the Bush like, administration, and then Dan Quayle was president. He wants a. Uh, he said he wants a. Uh, what do you say? He wants a, the, the family should be more like the Waltons, not like the Simpsons. Right? Yeah, That's Dan, the big, Dan, the big sound bite. Dan Quayle was the vice president, and uh, there was a lot of stink made about some statements that he made to the effect that yeah you know like yeah what you just said something to that effect you know we we want a you know family to be more like go or and then there was this big controversy over this television show called murphy brown where they had this um which was like the big stink then was like oh here's here's this portrayal of a single woman have a baby excuse me oh she was a woman she was a woman no, it wasn't transsexual. Oh, I she dude. Was this, like was, a this was back. No, this is back in the nineties, man. <laughs> no, it's like that guy, uh, Candace Bergen. I thought that's yeah. a guy. Are you kidding around, or what are you saying? I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm just fucking. Okay. Funny. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, yeah. That's not funny. Um, yeah, so it's like. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's like oh, the the whole thing then was like oh, single mom, you know, and then like she's goes out and I don't know sperm bake or whatever she gets herself knocked up, and yeah. And then, then it was like, um, yeah, there, there was a big stink made about it, and it was like, um, yeah, the Hollywood against the 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 the, the so well, that would be radical back then. See, like, oh, seeing, you know, saying that no, that's not ideal. You know, single a single mom being a single mom on purpose, that's that's not good. You know, you need father in the home and stuff like that. And that was considered, oh yeah, you're radical, right? Well, that's that not so much radical then, really. That was kind of like very much mainstream and then it was like the 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 opposition was pointing out it's like oh okay we need to redefine family to include singer motherhood this is obviously uh oppression and wrong you know why can't this single woman have a child if that's what she wants to do she's a career woman and she's murphy brown she can do it all she could be the mother and father and be the breadwinner and all that certainly that's the case and this is the you know defining feminism and what all that meant back then so it's like yeah, so you come you come to today, and it's like, uh, yeah, you got Bruce Gender on the scene and all that. So yeah, we've we've made a progression. We've we've made progress, but yeah, it's like, yeah, that's progress. what it was about. That's yeah. another one. They progress. can't even define that one. You know, they never defined what progress it would mean because you can't. Because if you if you do, I mean, I think you could define progress pretty easily, uh, and then it's so obvious. It becomes so obvious that that we haven't progressed. You know, it's like so obvious. So then, obviously, the definition can't stand because then people are like, you know, start scratching the head, like, "What do you mean that my I make less money, you know, and and work twice as hard?" Well, you know, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? You know, uh, nothing, nothing doesn't mean anything. Nothing, nothing means anything. Family doesn't mean anything. So yeah, the, the, the 
Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. What's next? That's the other thing. What's next? Uh, get your arms and legs chopped off. Get some... They already do that. Have you seen this one? Have You, you know about this deal where, like, uh, where the people are, like, uh, they're, I don't know what it's called, but it's like they believe that their their arm isn't their arm. You know, yeah. like, they're just, uh, like, and, and so they get it cut off. This is, this is not... All right, thanks for us for the call, man. That's the closing up shop music. Da 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 da. Yeah, I talked about that earlier in the call. I don't know if you came in late, but yeah, we talked about amputees. So yeah, get all your limbs chopped off. Have some gal or guy or whatever your preference is put you in a baby basket and tote you around. Maybe put a leash on your neck. And then we can go a progression from being toted around in a basket or a bassinet with your limbs chopped off to being, uh, and then it may be like you get it dressed into like a leather biker suit that's custom outfitted for like a human torso. And then it'll be like a cultural norm to like drag, drag your significant other around behind you with a chain with their am- limbs amputated and they're in a specially designed biker suit where they don't get road rash and then you can uh, do courtship displays by dragging dragging your limbless significant other around on the open road maybe you have them pulled behind like a motorcycle or something like that and uh, yeah I don't know you're asking me where it's all going I think that's that's maybe one idea uh shoot man that, I don't know, that was a pretty good call thanks everybody for coming out checking it out bop 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 but yeah i uh i just muted russ there i hope you don't mind man because i i have i've taken that as part of protocol because um i don't i don't guess that my callers can hear the closing up shop music but i hear it i don't know it's, um Da 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 ba 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 boo. Yeah. Anyway, check out. Um, can y'all hear the music in the chat? Do 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 do. Maybe everybody's sleeping. Ba ba ba. Taking a nap tonight. Taking a nap, but it's gonna turn into a turning in for the night yeah i started a little bit late shoop a doop doop yes mahatma coat yes says yes i hear the music yeah i thought so uh so yeah doop 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 Kalito's having a wee dance a wee dance in scotland they have that in scotland yeah it's universal so we have things in common with people way on the other side of the ocean people like to dance like to feel good they like to listen to music they like to do what human beings do i think that's established order of things but it's all up for debate it's all up for debate Da, da, yeah, check out hoaxbusterscall.com for postings of interest, links of interest. If you want to send a donation, please do so. Yeah, thanks again, Mason, for sending a donation. Um, had a 
yeah, I had it written down. Somebody else sent a donation. Yeah, Jan sent a donation. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I'll announce these again at the next call. Cool, I appreciate it. And um, so, yeah, maybe we'll have another call this week and maybe have an afternoon commute, perhaps. Not sure exactly what the schedule is. But anyway, yeah, hopefully y'all have a good week. Mahatma Coat says, cheers, Chris, good stuff. Thanks, man, for coming out. Uh, Mahatma Coat is converted to torsoism, so, yeah, we have one convert to torsoism. Uh, maybe there'll be the uh, forthcoming torso suits to wear. Looking forward to that in the brave new world of the future. But anyway... <coughs> That's enough of that silly talk. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming out. Check it out. Check out com. Have a good night and hopefully talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Hoaxbusters call. You can subscribe to the podcast at hoaxbusterscall.com. Support the Hoaxbusters call by rating it on iTunes, sharing it on social media, fire off a donation at hoaxbusterscall.com. Conspicuous graffiti in public places. Hoaxbusters call. Conspiracy. Just theory. Uh, Sebastian, the actor. The best. What's he playing? The president. The president. Yes, he took you all in, didn't he? You know something? He's really enjoying the role. So much so, we're going to make the whole thing permanent. All this time, the years we spent in planning, he couldn't have fooled us. He was so sincere about our cause. Oh, yes, he was sincere. But that's before we saw the view from the top. An actor as president... so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. Um, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. And I don't think anybody would take that seriously. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.